Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, right here in the Kiva on this dreary, gloomy, pea soupy kind of day uh, here in the Burke, uh, right up until 3 p.m. tomorrow. It's going to look just like this, well, about 2.15. It's amazing how you can just forecast uh, weather on and on, and then nothing but clear blue skies for Saturday, Sunday, nice no breezes, pretty much, but I think you max out at like four or five miles an hour. It's going to be an absolutely spectacular balloon fiesta weekend and uh, for everybody, just uh, about anybody, but the exception of D. Dowd Muska, who is out uh, near uh, Balloon Fiesta Park uh, this afternoon. He's got a lot of yes. traffic and other things to put up with for the next 10 days, but it's okay. It's all worth it because uh, these aren't drops in the bucket. These are huge, uh, I don't know. Buckets of, of water in the buckets. Uh, this is exactly the type of injection that we need, uh, D-Dowd Muska. Uh, D-Dowd Muska, live hour to one. How are you, sir? Uh, I, I'm well. We're trying to deal uh, deal with this situation, Mr. Aragon. It happens every year. Uh, every year, I swear, I'm going to spend nine days in Angel Fire or Ridoso, and every year I find myself stuck right here. 2022, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it off. But fortunately, I am drowning in research right now, and I will apologize ahead of time, ladies and gentlemen. I am working on a piece for tomorrow for rockofdoctalk.chat that is an expose of our own female Dr. Fauci here oh, in New okay. Mexico, a nice. name you might not have heard of, someone you might not know about, but who is prominent and, um, let's say, very, very irresponsible. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll learn a little bit more about her. I want to be in a good mood, but we do have a lot of news to get to. We've been focused on the mayor's race all weekend. Uh, don't forget, I am running for mayor of Albuquerque. You can go to fight4505.com. That's fight4505.com. We have 13 people out there making phone calls today, and uh, they're absolutely uh, uh, doing a bang-up job uh, letting people know that not only are we running, uh, but we'll be hitting the doors uh, this weekend uh, as well. We'll be hitting, uh, I don't know, hopefully close to 100,000 different houses uh, with cards, letting you know about our candidacy, what we're doing, uh, hitting the streets uh, by putting up some uh, nice billboards out there on the freeways. And then we want to let you uh, know that you have to let everybody else know what's going on uh, because there's been three debates, and I think we've done a pretty good job of it uh, thus far, and we hope to, I think, have at least three, maybe four more. And I'm looking forward to... Uh, all of that. But let's jump into some other news, uh, shall we? got uh, also Rebecca here in the Kiva as well. Uh, Rebecca, one of the Liberty, Liberty ladies. Good afternoon, Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, a hard day of making phone calls. Just good. got back from that. There you go. How'd you like it? How's it, how's it feel to be uh, on the, uh, be a telephone warrior, a telephone, <laughs> uh, I don't know, what do you call it? I was going to say a telephone tyrant, but uh, <laughs> there's only one person who's that. You can call her line and complain all day long. Yeah. How's it feel? <laughs> Uh, it feels good. I mean, I was getting a lot of positive responses on the phone and mm. uh, talked to a lot of people today. That's important. Yeah. And then, of course, Manny's doing his very best to copy all my answers on the test, which I've now put him out. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, we got to come up with a platform on something beyond crime. So we're going to go ahead and try to do that. But uh, Tim Keller, front page of the Albuquerque Journal. There it is. Let's see. Uh, and, and it looks like it's Photoshopped. <laughs> I'm serious. That doesn't even look. There's like a glow around him. I was wondering if that was on purpose. 
It's uh, decidedly uh, look out. Look at that color. You can see it there on rockoftalk.tv right there. And uh, you get all the people at RPNM watching that. Like it, he's like glowing, like he's illuminated. Is that something that they do? Is that a psychological psyop that they do on the? Yeah, there you go. Had the, <laughs> the halo, um, the aura, yeah, the soul glow without a soul. Is without that, a soul. Is that even him, or is that a stand-up? It is uh, him, one of those cardboard, cardboard stand-ups. Not it. It it's, it looks cardboard. Yeah. Uh, cutout esque, if yeah. you will. Yeah, we use that in art history, by the way, which apparently is something that uh, Tim Keller supposedly uh, majored in. He went from that to you know Harvard Business School. We've got so many things to talk about with regard to uh, that man. But I want to keep it on the positive slant because uh, it's been some time uh, since we've had an Albuquerque balloon fiesta. And I think really that needs to be the feature. The economic impact, uh, impact excuse me, of the balloon fiesta is very important. Uh, we bring in, we put our best uh, face on. My, my camera's getting blurry. That's weird. You know what? I put Tim's Tim Keller's uh, or uh, Tim Trump, as I refer to him. We, I put it up there. And now I got to go. I got to. Look, I'm totally blurry. That's exactly what he's done to oh, this. I got a headache looking at you. Yeah, Eddie. look at it. I'm yeah, totally it blurry. Fuzzy. Yeah, once you stick, let's see if we can uh, resize this. There we go. We'll try this one more time. No, I'm still blurry. What's the name of the uh, one? Um, the one where Robin Williams is a blur. It's a it, it's a Woody Allen movie, right? Everywhere he goes, I think it's deconstructing Harry. So uh, <laughs> it, it's really funny. <laughs> I'm getting off on a tangent very quickly on this uh, show. Uh, today, but Robin Williams is in Deconstructing Harry, and he's going to see his shrink, who's Harry, right? Uh, of course, uh, you know who he is. And uh, he's having a problem because his whole life is out of focus. And literally, he's walking around out of focus. So you see everything else in pure... Oh, there I am. I'm back in focus. Then. That's all I had to do was say focus on there. And and Robin Williams is walking around the whole entire movie out of focus. It's a really uh, nice visual um, metaphor there just uh, hitting with you. Okay, so 548 balloon pilots from around the world are going to be hitting there. And um, will New Mexico, that is the question, be able to regroup after not having a year of the balloon fiesta? Because there's going to be other people who are going to be trying to compete with that. I think it was a nice effort by the balloon fiesta to go ahead and put forth a Guinness uh, Book of World's Record. Good job there by uh, Tom Garrity. Uh, to do what he can to get the attention. It's been an abysmal year, the worst ballooning accident uh, that we've had uh, since, I believe, the mid-'80s uh, here. Uh, you might remember uh, Maxie Anderson and all that and their uh, heroic efforts to uh, balloon around the world, and uh, we wouldn't include any of those in that. Uh, but this is something where we will see the impact and know where we are. This is the first litmus test, in my opinion. The State Fair, you can't say that for that. We've only had a couple of Lobo games. It was a very poor turnout, despite the New Mexico United pulling off uh, three in a row now. Uh, I'll tell you what, Peter Travesiani, I bet you he's in the middle of that locker room saying, boys, you better win. Eddie Aragon's coming for us. <laughs> and uh, he's, laying, <laughs> he's laying down the law here. So this is going to tell us. What's more interesting to me is not the number of balloons or, you know, it's going to be the take for the hotels. Will they survive? going to be take for the restaurants will they survive it's going to be the take and the till for um the other area businesses and the spillover will they survive this will make for a lot of these businesses this is going to be the sort of their first jump into all of this so i certainly hope and i pray that we have a very successful balloon fiesta the first part of that uh, no doubt is the weather forecast uh for the next 10 days and what it looks like and 
as you know, weather dictates many times uh, the um, traffic counts that go into uh, the balloon fiesta. Now I'm going to ask both of you, Rebecca, when is the last time you've been to a balloon fiesta? Um, four or five years ago. Oh, no, that's not the answer I wanted to hear. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Got to be, gotta be in there. Got to participate. Uh, Dowd, how about yourself? Uh, I live across the street. I go to every balloon fiesta. Every one. Every one. That's, the, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. And what I need to do is encourage each and every person to get out there and enjoy the balloon fiesta. Looking at the 10-day fo- uh, forecast, here's what it looked like. Tomorrow's the test day, all the way until 2 p.m., not going to look good. But uh, this rain that's coming in, here's what the next 10 days look like. High of 78, the max wind velocity, and that's what we have to look at, okay? That's what we have to look at in the, in the, the, the midst of all this is, is how fast those winds are going to go. Saturday, high 71, low 48. Uh, launch time, we're probably going to be looking right about 48, 49 degrees. As you know, that's the coldest uh, part of the, uh, of, of the day. Uh, so that looks pretty good. And the winds, about four miles an hour, four miles an hour, which is nothing. That's a breeze. That's Saturday. Sunday at 6 a.m., we're going to be looking at, um, I get to do a little Howard Morgan. This is the only time I'll ever do this. <laughs> I do this pretty much every year. Four miles an hour and 51 degrees. Sunday's going to be glorious, beautiful. Uh, Monday, here's what Monday looks like, okay? 6 a.m., 52 degrees, okay? Four miles an hour. Doubt. Oh, this is good. This is good. We've gotten through three days. Day number four, 6 a.m., 52 degrees, completely clear, right? We've got, uh, let's see, uh, chance of rain. No, no. Humidity, a little high. That's actually good. You want to, you want a little bit of humidity, uh, out there. Five miles an hour at launch time, 7 a.m. Wednesday. Let's see if, how we're doing on Wednesday. Well, let's go through it. Launch time, 54 degrees, slightly warmer on Wednesday the 6th. And looking at a wind breeze of three miles an hour. How about Thursday? Where are we going to run into this wall during this uh, balloon fiesta? Thursday, next Thursday, 7 a.m., 53 degrees, okay? Negligible uh, uh, precipitation, three miles an hour down. Okay, so the following weekend, we'll finally look into that following weekend. High of 81 degrees. It's going to be glorious. I, I mean that in every sense. 54 degrees at the time of launch, 57 degrees, excuse me, at the time of launch. It's going to be beautiful out on the field, four miles an hour, clear during that time. And Saturday, Dowd, I know you're getting excited. You're going to have so much traffic right in front of your house, and I'm going to be cheering it on. Dowd's not leaving the house for 10 days, by the way. No, 54, really. miles, uh, 54 degrees uh, launch time on Saturday with a wind speed of four miles an hour. So that is what we're looking at. Uh, folks, that's got to be exciting for each and every one of us. So we have nine straight days, nine straight days of great weather. We have no excuses. The weather's not standing in the way. We're doing a, a world record launch, I believe that would be on, is that the Saturday? Is that the, the day when we're going to do the what, all the balloons at one time? It's going to be a record mass ascension. So other than that, it's all up to the mayor, the city of Albuquerque, it's up to the Albert Economic Development, the Chamber of Commerce, the Hispano Chamber. It's up to you. It's up to me. Get on out there. Even if it takes, what, an additional hour or two, get up a little bit earlier because it's going to be packed and stacked, and it's already a mess uh, through there. So take the extra time. Make a big day of it. Don't stay out late on Friday night. Don't stay out late on Saturday night. Get out there and enjoy uh, the sun. Now, did I incentivize you, Uh Rebecca, to possibly go and do that? 
Oh, maybe I'll think about it. Okay. Well, I got yeah. something even better than the balloon fiesta this year. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. We've got breakfast at RPNM, and if you want to volunteer and go ahead and fight for the 505, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can go have breakfast at RPNM in the North Valley, and you don't have to compete with any of that traffic. And we're going to go ahead and feed you with some uh, breakfast burritos. Have a good time uh, out there. Give you some uh, beautiful, beautiful pamphlets to hand out. We've got our billboards coming as well. And we want each and every one of you to stock 150 of your neighbors to change the city. And then we don't have to worry about these problems. At least we'll be moving in the right direction. So how'd that be? You want to join me Saturday? You can do that 7 a.m. or so. And we can watch the mass ascension from a little over a mile and a half as the bird flies. Uh, uh, Is it as the crow? Why does the crow fly and it's not the bird? I don't know. Probably somebody said something at some point. Uh, I've never seen that many crows actually fly. But as the bird flies, uh, I will tell you that uh, is a very short distance. And guess where the breezes are going to blow over to? Remember, they always blow in. Remember that circle? What is it? They call it the box, right? The box, yeah. The box. That, mm-hmm. You're a pilot, aren't you? Yes. Do you understand how that works? I right, guess? I do. I, the, I don't. Can you? The, okay, so <laughs> the wind currents actually in that area, uh-huh. uh, it, at different altitudes, the mm-hmm. wind actually goes in the opposite direction. So... So what that what that allows them to do is the the balloon will launch. Okay. It will catch the one at the one altitude, and they'll go the one direction. And then the, when they're ready to return, they increase their altitude, and then it makes them float back the other direction. Oh. So they end up right where they left. Okay. It's really very cool. Yeah, that is uh, yeah. kind of sneaky. It's a very unique uh, area. It's, that's you know that's one thing that makes uh, our balloon fiesta park very unique. All right, that is mm-hmm. all right. Uh, for once, she is uh, now the Rebecca three thousand. <laughs> right there. We'll take a quick break. I'll bring it back. Your phone calls, a lot of fun, uh, folks. It's that magical time of the season in the state of New Mexico, and more importantly, here in the city of Albuquerque. It's one of the reasons why we're here. We're here to love our city. Hopefully, you guys will be loving it with us either at RPNM Saturday morning and for the next three Saturdays, or you can uh, go ahead and head on out to Balloon Fiesta Park. Either way, you don't have an excuse. Let's participate. Let's get involved. And uh, we'll be back right after a break. Right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA and ABQ.FM. Chase your dream across the sky. 
Get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day, local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, starting a new business, or training soldiers. You need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. I'm Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides daily wellness activities that engage the mind, body, and spirit. Join us for Happy Hour Fridays, Sugar Hollow style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Boutique style assisted living, 270-0801. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com abq guns defenders of your freedom in our increasingly busy world it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax at monty's cigar shop we offer everything to help you do just that there's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. band on that by the way it's a a guy by the name of uh believe it or not uh paul penna paul penna or paul Pena. i would uh think is uh, that would be the the proper uh pronunciation uh there d dowd muska that was back in 1968 the first 747 i don't know what a 707 is uh <laughs> dowd but uh is that bigger than a 747 i don't think it is i think, uh, yeah, I think it was a 707 was the original uh widespread boeing jetliner that everybody was flying around back in the day yeah okay uh, so paul, seven, paul penna uh, was an american singer songwriter and guitarist of cape verdean descent eddie oh <laughs> that popular band uh they <laughs> it, it, it is terrible all the great singer songwriters if they don't make it happen somebody just grabs it and say hey i want to make a, i should have made more money and it's like well how about letting our band do it it's got to hurt, but then when the residuals come in every month, you know, that helps. Is he still alive? Uh, anybody from Steve Miller band uh, dead yet? Uh, those are the two questions that are on my mind. In 1968, the Boeing 747 was shown to the public for the very first time, and uh, we never have 747s land here. Uh, if we've had them uh, in Albuquerque in the International Airport, still not sure why it's called the international airport but that's got to be one of our objectives as mayor i think uh, uh in our uh, aragon administration aragon we definitely got to reconnect us uh, to the uh outer uh, edges if that's even something that we can do i don't know i think we had all of remember the mishap that ha- happened with the director of aviation uh Dowd Muska, and, and the uh, flights to i think they were to chihuahua is that where yes. we were trying to go Yes, uh, yes. Or was there somewhere else that we were? We were it was a direct flight from Albuquerque to Chihuahua, and 
for, for just a brief glimpse to sit in, in our declining uh, airport take uh, since 93. If you look at the number of people that are coming through the Albuquerque <clears throat> International <clears throat> Airport, yeah. they're coming through. It has declined like every single year. Yep. That used to be a very busy airport. People used to come through all the time. So what we want to do is bring more people through the Albuquerque International Sunport. And I, I don't know where the Sunport comes from, but I probably should, you know, wrap my arms around that a little bit and understand a little bit of the, the history. All right, 68, uh, that's a long time ago. Uh, all of, uh, what are we talking about, uh, 51, 53 years ago, and still no 747s. That are and Eddie, uh, just before, before we leave, Mr. Miller, yes, Mr. Steve Miller turned 78 years young Ooh. in four days. Okay, there we go. Happy birthday to the big old jet airliner there. Uh, a couple of quick facts about hot air balloons in case you didn't know. The Chinese first invented the hot air balloons. The first hot air balloon pilot died actually in a crash. Uh, that's how he went down. Back in uh, 1783, uh, Jean-Francois Pilatre de Rogier became the first person ever to take a flight in a hot air balloon when he agreed to man the brother Montgolfer balloon in 1783. But although his first flight was a resounding success, he would eventually wind up becoming also the first fatality of the hot air balloon as well. So, an interesting little fact. Do you know where the tradition of drinking champagne came from, T. Dowd Musk? No, but I did drink champagne as a young man when I took my first balloon ride. It, I guess it sure is a wide – even back east we drink champagne with That's balloons. That's what they do. Always a bottle of uh, – not exactly uh, – and you can't call it champagne unless it is actually from champagne. That's official. True. Laurent knows that, uh, of course, from Hrue, uh the nice friend. Remember, he tried to call his wine. Do you, do you recall that? Uh, there was a big, um, you know, hullabaloo about uh, all of, you know, the French were screaming from across the ocean. <laughs> he cannot call uh, his method champagne. You can't call it champagne. Right. And they, they got really angry. And, you know, Laurent was a, a very uh, jovial. We had him in the studio a couple of times. Boy, he really enjoys his own product. And uh, we had a good time uh, here in the studio. But. I have to uh, tell you, they made a big deal, and I think he was uh, uh, very smart about how he went about marketing because Rouet Winery was right across the freeway from where those balloons would fly over. And what could, you know, the way that he thought about it, what could be better than grabbing a bottle on your way in, right, directly into the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. All right, uh, one last fact. I can't even believe I'm going to say this right here on the air. Next year, I believe, will be 50 years. This is the 49th International Balloon Fiesta. Does anybody know how the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta actually started? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller, Bueller? Yeah, it was actually uh, the big stick. Radio station KKOB did it at uh, one of the mall parking lots. Did you know that, Dad? I bet you didn't know that. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Yes. That was it. It was KKOB who originally did that. That was uh, really so. Uh, as much as we might say what we say about them from time to time, they are the station, and they actually have a balloon for the International uh, Balloon Fiesta. And it Dick started, McKee in 1972. Dick McKee, there he is. Dang. Dang, there it is. <laughs> now, were they controlled by a corporation in which they were only allowed to say things that uh, no, the, they were the memo permitted them to say back then? <laughs> no, it was a different time. That's when uh, people really cared about it. But, you know, that uh, particular event actually does belong to uh, the Big Stick, and they will celebrate their 100 years. Uh, that will be next year in 2022. Um, but uh, next year will be 50 years as well for the Balloon Fiesta. So it should be a big year for the uh, for the uh, 
77 is uh, the old, the old timers refer to it. 550, 500. Okay. Iron Maiden had a, they used to ride in the 747. Apparently Eddie and the crew used to fly in. You know who Eddie is when it comes to Iron Maiden? Oh, uh... The caricature, the caricature. Wow, we're really stumping the Dow 3000. Yeah, yeah, Are you yeah, taking yeah. his juice today, uh, Rebecca? Yeah. Uh, please don't take the Dow 3000. Oh, sorry, I got your. Sorry about that. I didn't mean yeah, to there keep we go. Better. She gets really upset if her mic is off and she can't respond. <laughs> she, very, Otherwise, I'm just a pretty uh, face sitting here. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, Rebecca, don't you can't say that. We've got, uh, you know, no amongst men. Don't 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 say that you're a pretty face. And then later on, claim that there was some level of harassment here in the studio. <laughs> Uh, bumper stickers. Yes, we uh, ordered them. Uh, just got lots of them. We ran out of bumper stickers, folks. I'm driving around and I'm seeing Aragon for Mayor bumper stickers everywhere. Yeah, nice. I saw a sign on Alameda a couple days ago. First sign. Back by popular stickers. demand. Uh, Sid Cutter started it. There it is. Uh, our very funny friend is uh, doing it. Uh, Eddie, remember the big stick also snagged Smokey the Bear balloon. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, snagged yeah. it on its. On they got, antenna, they had to power right. down. They had to power down. I believe that, uh, okay, I think they're putting out a, a PSA. And in that PSA, and they did some training, I believe. I just, I I caught wind of it. Uh-huh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Caught wind of it uh, by way of a news report. And they were doing the training, the PNM. I think the first thing is you call 911 in the case of you see the snag, uh, a balloon getting caught up on a power line. And the second thing that you do is I think you call like 1888 or something uh, PNM. So uh, find that number so just in case. So you wow, Eddie, this was a real, I mean, two children were with the pilot at the time. Uh, this was oh, 2004. Yeah. This was some serious stuff. Wow. Yeah, they had uh, that's 50,000 volts and they didn't, and they 50,000 watts and they didn't get shot. Think about that. Uh, Eddie was a Derek Riggs creation. Eddie was a Derek Riggs creation. That is Eddie. That is the front man uh, on the T-shirt, on every T-shirt. Let me finish that thought. When you see Iron Maiden, remember he used to go hang out at John Adams and all the people were, were running around in Iron Maiden. He's, and you had the cool, the very cool. And then remember at the state fair, you'd get the mirrors and they'd be in that like, white envelope that would be there. It would be all nice and people would be throwing darts at balloons and people used to carry those mirrors that would have all the different bands on them, like Black Sabbath, ACDC, Iron Maiden, and uh, people used to collect that stuff. There's, someone's got to have a garage sale somewhere where someone's amassed like hundreds of those things. Somewhere. I'm sure our middle mayor has all those. If, if you have mirrors. one of those, I would love to have. If you have just one in your garage, can I have one for my studio? <laughs> I would love to have that that state fair mirror of one of those old 80s. Like Ozzy, do you have the Ozzy one? I'd love to have the Ozzy. AC, any of those? Uh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I should I should put an Iron. You know what? I haven't ordered yet. An Iron Maiden sticker. Look at all the stickers behind. If you're watching on rockoftalk.tv, look at all the stickers that are behind uh, Rebecca. See? Very organized behind Dowd. He's got uh, pink, orange, green, and white. And then me, I've got the American flag, which is now hung the right way. to Make sure I have the vote of those veterans. All right, yeah, we had to fix that. <clears throat> uh, I'm here, yay or nay? Yay. Uh, come on. Gosh hard to run a campaign uh and at the very same time also run a radio station while doing all this kind of thing uh, let's see uh oh yeah he, they also referred to him as edward i guess i don't i don't remember that let's see kkob's bb said you blew your election chances with your homeless people comment what are you talking about that's not even even it, that is bv who just hates my guts and he's dumb 
Uh, you better be careful, BV. I have got numerous and endless examples of you dumping my name. So next time I get it, I'm literally going to load up on you, and the show's already all ready to go. I'm ready to show the bias there at KKOB, and don't think that I won't, okay? So don't be stupid and lose your job because you decided that you wanted to go ahead and start electioneering. By the way, my uh, competitors are welcome to equal airtime here on the radio zone. Please explain. I know the splitting is an arrestable offense. They are doing a lot worse. Yeah, that is electioneering, by the way. I treated Bob Clark and everybody. I, I even Did you notice at the very end of the whole thing, I thanked Cumulus Radio? You did. You did I thanked Cumulus Radio. Tim Keller didn't thank you. Did you also notice that uh, Manny Gonzalez uh, did not ask for anybody to repeat the question? Could he He's have doing received, better. He's doing could better. Could he have received the questions ahead of time? Maybe you knew what they were. I actually don't agree with that. Yeah, but I have based, another based theory. A, based upon his, I don't want to hear it. Uh, based upon his, <laughs> based upon his responses, I will tell you that he did not get the question. That <laughs> <laughs> well, Eddie, it's, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to figure out a a, a Manny Gonzalez Mad Lib, where oh, it's no. kind of like a word salad. It, it, mm. it, every response has to have either the word Fine. service Liberal. or serve. Um, the people. He's very big on the people. Uh, and, and then crime, of course. It's just yeah. like a melange of six or seven key words, just mm. in different combinations. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's about uh, that's about right. So you know, I was just getting a feel for it, and now after the first three, boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very different debate next time. And I'm I'm ready for the for the attacks. Uh, free Colonel Scheller. We go. Uh, my mom is watching. Oh, uh -huh. that's you. That's uh, me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi, mom. Uh, hi, Ohio. Uh, does Ohio have any kind of festivals at all? Is there anything to celebrate? They up there? do. They have stuff in Ohio. It's like you act like nothing happens in Ohio. Nothing. Things Literally, do happen in Ohio. I don't think anything happens there. We that's have a state all... fair in Ohio. No. You know. Oh wow. That's we do. Great. We have our own state fair. <laughs> that's why all the people from Ohio relocate here. The singer of Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson, was the actual pilot of the plane they would actually tour on. Bruce Dickinson, huh? And you know, wow. I gotta have more cowbell. The same Bruce Dickinson, that guy. <laughs> right? Is that is that not the name of the guy on uh, Gotta Have More Cowbell? I'm pretty sure. BV is a joke. Man, you guys are really texting in. Sombre hombre today. I would like to see the 747s use the sun port as well, Eddie. But the ramps and the pads around the terminal may or may not have been sized thickness wise for that large of an aircraft. After you were mayor, that may be an upgrade cost that you'll have to deal with. I support you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Don't forget 5for505.com. Yeah, uh, I guess they flew on a 747. I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, uh, Mr. Handsome Redbeard out there says, Hey, Eddie, you said that the RPNM meeting Saturday morning is in the North Valley. I don't know why I like that name, Redbeard. I just think it's just cool. Like, if I was I a redhead, I would want to be called Redbeard. I don't know why I like that. Sounds like a pirate. It sounds like a pirate, a little rascally, you yeah. know, just, I don't know. It sounds like you, you don't know which way he's going to go. He's a, he's a red beard. Is this a different Arr. location than the one on San Francisco? No, it's not. You want to go to the one on San Francisco. I feel like uh, this uh, radio station during, or, or this uh, radio uh, show is becoming more of a bulletin board of sorts uh, during the mayor election. Do you feel a little bit that way, Doubt? Yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> Joseph says, uh, Eddie, don't forget about the Greek festival this weekend. Oh, October 1st, huh? A big fat Greek wedding. I never saw that and I never saw the sequel. Who would ever watch? Who watches that kind of film? Chick flick. Is it? I think so. 
It wasn't like a big deal like that used to be. When did that come out? I mean, can I guess when that came out, that big fat Greek wedding? And why is it big fat Greek? What's the big fat part? And isn't that sort of insulting? Isn't that body shaming in some weird way? And aren't Greeks usually fit? Where's my big fat and what is it a reference to? You know, everybody getting stoned. I don't know. I mean, seriously. 241 million America, uh, North American gross. Wow. 1998? Uh, 02. 02, yeah. They had a big, uh, fat uh, Greek wedding musical in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, two things. They had an Italian, like you could actually join an Italian wedding party and a Greek wedding party. And it was like uh, you'd sit down, you'd eat the food, and you'd watch a, like a, a giant mess of a show where you'd get in the middle. You'd, you were like sitting, one of the, the people who were sitting in a, a big wedding and they do a whole act and there's fighting and, eh. anyway, I did want to go to that. I don't remember why, but I went there and it was, well, let's just say I spent time there. Hey, do you think the city employees, regardless of whether they live in the city limits, should be able to vote for mayor? Are they not able to vote for mayor? Is this something that I'm missing here? That's the second time that that has actually yeah. been asked. Yeah. Why can't city employees vote for mayor? I'm pretty sure that they can. Uh, I, I, do they mean a city employee who lives outside Albuquerque can't vote for mayor? I, I can you see think that. City but employees, if, you, if you live in Albuquerque, in. You, you oh yeah, vote. thank you. You heard better than I thought while I was reading. That's that would be a very wild. quick lawsuit, I think, <laughs> if if they didn't allow city employees to vote. Should city employees <laughs> be able to vote for mayor? Yeah. Why? Why not? They're voting for their boss, right? They get to choose. I'm I'm on board, right? Wouldn't that make sense? I think that's fine. If you work for the city, but you don't live in the city, I think you should be able to vote. Is that something that's not happening? Should we well, make it? Ha- is it that important of an issue to raise? It's an interesting argument. I've and never heard it before. <laughs> well, there it is. We've now. I know that there's some cities where they actually require that if you're a city employee, you have to live within the city, the, the jurisdiction of the city. Um, mm-hmm. That's always a big fight from coast to coast in, in a lot of cities. Mm, okay. Most well, cities. All right. Uh, let's see. Unusual four miles more motorcycle cops coming in from I-25 from the north every day this week, enforcing speed limit. Part of the balloon fiesta prep. I'm glad to see that. I think we absolutely need that. Have you seen how fast and the way people have been driving lately? Where there's going to be a bad, bad accident. So let's just say I'm glad that they're keeping the speeds because there's going to be a lot of traffic and everyone is going to be trying to beat each other. So hopefully, Tim. Uh, Tiny Tim Trump uh, does a good job of uh, making sure he's managing traffic. He liked that. He asked me, he said, you didn't say Tim Trump. But I said, yeah, I did. I said Tim Trump at the beginning. You weren't paying attention. You're too busy memorizing your answers to questions you were going to get ahead of time. Well, <clears> hey, they, uh, pretty boy Timmy now. Pretty boy pretty Timmy boy, from, our, uh, from our poet. Speaking of pretty boy Floyd, uh, Manny Pacquiao, uh, he actually retired today. Oh, wow. Uh, clear channel. Okay. Got that. Done, 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 and done. There we go. Uh, speeders on speed. A couple of us noticed that Manny and Keller went after each other, but not you. What's your thoughts? I think it's great. Keep doing it. Uh, they don't have a poll. I have internal polling. Uh, they can continue to do what they're doing, and there's nothing to go after me on. I think they did that pre-election to keep me out of the race. So we'll find out what else they're going to go ahead and do. So I get to talk about the issues, and they get to talk about, you know, who cheated on who and for what reason and, um, you know, how bad each of their records are. I mean, honestly, One's been in power for eight years. The other one's been in power for four years. Crime has not gone up. I mean, gone down. Uh, <laughs> prosperity has not gone up. We have ourselves a real uh, a calamitous issue uh, 
here in our city in terms of growth. And that is the main thing. People are not being attracted to the city of Albuquerque, whether you blame crime or you blame a lack of jobs or the shutdowns or whatever it is, neither of these guys are getting it right. So my thoughts are they can continue to attack each other. I get to focus on the issue. I get the inside rail and go 50 to one on the inside with mind that bird. I get to mind that uh, election. That's the way we'll leave it that. BB was painting you as a spoiler, taking votes for Manny. Oh. Apparently uh, he's a total moron. Um, oh, yeah. Is he stupid? I don't think he's stupid. I don't know. Stupid is as stupid does. That's a bad thing to say about somebody, but it would be impossible to actually couch that. If anything, someone could actually make the argument that I'm helping Manny by extending the election and forcing a runoff without letting him get beat uh, in a mano a mano. I mean, he's already been 0 for 5 in the election. I'm extending the election and giving us an actual chance against Tim Keller. My bet is after 100 murders and all the rest of the stuff that's going to end up coming down and put me on the stage. Manny can't debate uh, Tim. I can. I'm the better fit, not to mention, uh, I mean, if you really want to talk about the issues, you want a stark contrast and choice, Democrat, Republican, two visions, both guys going after, you know, the title to run this city. And you see the record that Tim has. I think uh, it's a no brainer for me. I'm confident all day long. I'll walk up without notes. I don't even care. I think it's that easy. Wow. Um, BV is a wolf in sheep's clothing wow whoa he said you would probably get five percent of the vote because very few know who you are you're now that's really stupid that's even stupider than my gosh please don't let that man uh, i i go back villanucci at least villanucci took calls hello it could be hello this is this is you want to do villanucci show yeah. <laughs> kkob hello yeah <laughs> Music, music, music. <laughs> KKOB, hello. KKOB, hello. Like, that's the whole show. Like, just answering phone calls. Like, what do you, you know, it, there's no humor anymore. Like, he used to have a great sense of humor. I would actually listen to him when I lived in Vegas just to actually keep up on what's happening in Albuquerque. You have no idea what's happening. Now he's got like this uh, crab apple you know, curmudgeon, you know, angle, and he's horrible to listen to. He used to be funny, you know? Uh, it's just the chips seem to be too down, you know? Uh, I'd rather listen to that, though, however, than the fat guy laugh. <laughs> you know, I hate fall. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to hear that. At least Strauss is feigning some level of passion for the city, and, you know, he's like, He's drummed up this little, you know, gimmicky thing where he's like the palace of chalice or whatever he's doing and the house of Strauss. And, you know, he's trying to do rhymes and he's riffing and keeping things cool. And, you know, I mean, he even readily admitted uh, that he couldn't do talk radio like I did. And I said, no, that's fine. I mean, that doesn't matter. Maybe after I become mayor, you can, you know, go ahead and run my show and do the show with doubt. How would maybe? And then he just, you know, stabs me in the back. And I said, OK, well, that's totally cool. I don't really mind that. So, you know, I'd still rather listen to Strauss at one o'clock. If I was to listen to anything, but honestly, these, those guys are buried underneath, uh, you know, Hannity. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you got? Our guys in the morning, Clay, Clay and Buck and Glenn Beck and Glenn Beck. Honestly, he is the most effective man right now on radio. I don't know what has gotten into that guy. His show prep. It yeah. must be just like, you know, chapters long speaking of our show prep. I haven't looked at it in ages. I'm so sorry. Uh, Eddie, if you work for the fed, you can vote for POTUS. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's, 
that's a great argument, parallel, right? You're talking about the city voting for the, yeah, okay, so I would think that that actually, that actually works. Uh, hey, Eddie, when you are a new mayor, please do, how about city manager? Please do something about the trash and litter. Oh, that's great. Uh, Rebecca and uh, D-Dowd Moscow, when he is in studio, uh, they'll both tell you about how annoying I am. I'm literally chasing them out of the studio as quick as I can, fixing their mics, and it drives me bananas, does it not, Rebecca? I'm like, yeah, the, sometimes. Get, get the vacuum, you know, clean up, because Rebecca is a uh, uh, sloppier than Dowd, you know, even, <laughs> by far. Wow. Not even close. She has like no regard. She just like she's she's almost pig penny. I mean, she really is. Oh come she's on. Just, oh, you are. You got your wiener schnitzel crap underneath the table. <laughs> you don't care. The blinds are half done. I mean, you know, I didn't know if you or Natalie's kids came into the studio. To be quite oh, honest. My. I love you. I'm just kidding. Relax. This is talk. Oh, come on. I'm going to develop your, your thick skin here. This is going to learn how to be vulnerable. Learn how to be vulnerable. Uh, Strauss is incredibly stupid and he's a teacher. Go figure. No, I don't know. Uh, Eddie, are we still waiting to post these? No, put the signs out. If you have a sign, put it out. Okay. Since September the 3rd, you could put out the signs. My gosh. Uh, so what is the penalty for electioneering? I don't know. Does Cumulus have enough in the checkbook? Pay for it. I'm assuming they do after recently coming out of uh, all of the, um, what did they have? They refiled uh, reorganization. They had to do that. But uh, sure. Uh, I'm, am I going to charge them for that? I don't feel a need to. Uh, right now, Tim's using public money. Manny's using KKOB. And I've got my radio show from four to seven. And my competitors are welcome to come here on this radio station. I don't want to hear about any more crying foul anymore. Really, I don't. And if they want to cry foul, I'm happy to indulge them. But I don't suggest that that's a direction that they would want to go because I'm already prepared for everything that they've already thought of. Truly, I really am. Uh, Hi, Eddie. Here's another idea for the campaign. Have the donors commit to a minute of prayer for, ooh, to a minute of prayer for every dollar they donate. My family and I are praying for our new city manager frequently and your family too. No, I, I love that. I think that is the most important thing that people can do besides donate, besides make phone calls and give their time. And somebody, she was disabled. She was sitting in the corner and she was at one of the Republican events. And, and I said, she said, what can I do? I can't really walk. I can't really talk. I'm not good at phones. I'm not doing this. I said, I'll tell you what you can do. You can pray. That's simple. Just pray. Okay. Make things come alive by having good thoughts. I'm telling you, you have no idea the magic sets in prayer. Today, I've uh, buried my first cousin. Um, I don't want to get emotional because I, I don't want to lose it. But I thought about him a lot. And I didn't cry for him so much as I cried for what he had to live through. Because I know now he's in a better place and there's no reason to cry. There's no more hurt. There's no more tears. And um, But I thought about the life that he had over the last 25 years. And I can only imagine, you know, the last moments of his life. And I can only hope, and I think, I don't have to hope, I know that he found his way back home. And it's probably his last prayer that he got before he, you know, could find his way. He hadn't seen his family in 25 years. So today was a bit of a homecoming for him. We buried him today. And uh, so my entire family was there. And 
So I hadn't seen my sister in five and a half years. We hadn't seen my cousin, hadn't seen him in 20. I hadn't seen my other cousin that we buried today in 25 years. Hadn't seen my uh, other first cousin. I hadn't seen him in more than seven years. Um, his sister in seven years since she lived in Arizona, I believe. Um, I might be off on that number. And most of our other family. So I would be lying if I didn't think that prayer really works. And I've been praying for that for all of us to come together because you know, there'd been a lot of hurt in the family and everything. And, and, you know, we're all sort of coming together at this time. You know, we're at a time where I'm trying to keep people here. And that's what I told them today. I said, I mean, it'd be nice to keep people back here in Albuquerque. Because my sister, she's gone to Texas. And, you know, my, my cousin, he's in California and other people. And I just mean, uh, find that more and more people are just leaving and leaving. And I was talking today, I'm going to grab his car. I was talking today uh, with a guy by the name of Lawrence Gutierrez. He owns Little Anita's New Mexican Foods. <clears throat> He's about 51 years old. He's an 89 pious grad. Really cool dude. You know, really grounded and everything. And um, you know, we kind of hit it off and whatever. And he, um, we were talking about growing up in Albuquerque, and I was telling him <laughs> about how important food and culture, uh, food is to our culture here in our city, and you know, all the meeting places where we used to be and how much we loved, love. See, I'm already saying it without even knowing I loved. I mean, my sister's thing at the end of the table, it's like, she doesn't like Albuquerque anymore. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't, you know, blame her to a certain degree, but I hate the fact that people are picking up and leaving because I feel like I can't leave. There's just no way. I've been here for too long. But Lawrence was talking about his third restaurant is a place we used to frequent all the time up and down Central Avenue, which was at the top of the hill. There used to be this old, like, Western uh, trails restaurant that was up there and there was a, you know, churches <laughs> and they had a restaurant that was there and his dad lives in Arizona now. And they had a restaurant that was there and that was like a big deal to go out there and go eat for like 20, $25. Uh, it was a big sit down and that was the little Anita's. And, you know, we were talking about the history of the city and whether it's little Anita's or Monroe's or, you know, and Monroe's used to be in his original uh, location, which is right across the street from the old, boys club right there in downtown and you're saying just how much the sense of this place has absolutely changed and the reason why it's changed is because we've lost a lot of the older people of the people that used to live here and we don't have them here again and i don't know that neither one of the people that i'm running against love the city the way that i do that want to keep everybody here that want to see albuquerque grow i think it's just a place where they see where i can get some sort of political power and what i want to see is albuquerque keep you know, our family and our friends and everybody here, because this is truly one of the uh, biggest little cities, or I should say littlest, uh, biggest cities that you've, you've ever seen. Everybody knows each other. Everybody cares about it. We have our history. We have our traditions. We have our places. We have our institutions. We have our people, our churches, and we have all of these things, and we've seemed to have lost them uh, as of late. I just keep seeing it changing, and, you know, I see putting Randy in the ground today and he hadn't been here probably in 20 years and his kids, they're here. They're not going to be hopefully working for my dad. And all I can think of is for them and for my kids and everybody that we continue to stay here as long as we possibly can. Cause I don't want to see, I don't want to leave. I don't want Albuquerque to become something totally different. Albuquerque was better in the seventies and eighties, believe it or not, than it is today. We can definitely say that. And I think that that's a, that, that's a real uh, takeaway. So, Hope I was able to keep it together enough there. 
for you to listen out there. It's always hard putting a family member uh, to rest. And uh, one of the guys that was there, I guess there's a, a song by UFO in the 70s, Dowd. I don't know. There's a UFO. Apparently, he used to play this song with his his friend, who I didn't even know was that he used to he worked iron. He was an, an iron worker with with my cousin Randy. But uh, look up a song by UFO. Is there like a a great song by the band UFO? I don't even know the band UFO, but apparently he used to jam to it all the time. Um, huh. I think somebody called into Liberty Ladies talking about that one. A time. song called a uh, uh, UFO. Song? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, so UFO's a band. It's an English rock band that was formed in London, 68. Um, is UFO still a band? We got, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I think we can, uh, is it Only You Can Rock Me or Doctor Doctor is the, is the bigger song for them? Uh, I'm not really sure, but I think we'll go out to Doctor Doctor. Um, and um, we'll leave it there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll hit the uh, hit a quick break here, uh, check on some news uh, as well here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernard. On Wednesday's Sean Hannity show, Senator Tom Cotton, Republican of Arkansas, said that if the State Department had begun the evacuation of Afghanistan when the military came up with plans to do so back in April, we would have had time to get all Americans out, but they wouldn't do it. So we had time to get all Americans out and green card holders and their families and the vast majority 
the vast majority of the approved embedded special immigrant visa holders well before August. And they wouldn't do it because they didn't want Joe Biden's decision to look like the catastrophe that it became clear to the world in August. The summer increase in hospitalizations among the children with COVID-19 has rapidly reversed right around the start of the school year. Children have consistently been among the least likely to fall seriously ill of COVID. This is USA Radio News. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS. We agreed. It's time to try something different. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. If you harm them, do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other the side effects include the gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBS. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Happy and Ironwood yeah, Pharmaceuticals. If you're, if you're Department of Actress. Inspector General Michael Horowitz issued a report on the FBI's applications to surveil American citizens, finding widespread serious questions. BIG reviewed about 7,000 applications for FISA warrants, the same used to surveil former Trump campaign aide Carter Page in 2016, and found the agency failed to follow a key rule, the Woods procedures in the program. In late 2019, Horowitz discovered 17 significant errors and omissions in the FISA surveillance application targeting Page. Tear gas and water cannon were deployed by police in Slovenia's capital, Ljubljana, after thousands of demonstrators upset over mandatory COVID-19 passes tried to block a major highway and were accused of assaulting the media. The Slovenian government made COVID-19 passes mandatory for almost all shops and Wednesday saw the third major protest against the restrictions. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alarouche. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. More vaccine mandate pushback, this time from Florida. More from USA's Lance Pride. A Republican congressman from Florida is speaking out against the vaccine mandate being forced on Americans, some say is unconstitutional. Representative Michael Waltz on Fox News. This administration is not supporting those brave men and women who are waking up every day to keep our communities and keep our borders safe. Uh, and, you know, it, they're putting the burden on them rather than on their policies to disincentivize these thousands of migrants, many of which have COVID. The wife of a Del Rio, Texas Border Patrol officer talks about the vaccine mandate. Ever since the mandate was starting to get talked about, I was just furious because I felt the same way. I was like, you know, how can they allow all these people to come in testing positive and nobody even thinks twice about it. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. 
The FBI has confirmed that it's investigating an alleged assault on a female U.S. military service member at a facility in New Mexico that houses Afghan refugees. In an emailed statement to the Epoch Times, the agency said its El Paso office is investigating the incident after receiving a referral from officials at Fort Bliss, Texas. The alleged assault took place at a camp on the New Mexico side of the Fort Bliss facility known as the Doña Ana Complex, which is being used to house Afghan evacuees. For USA Radio News, I'm Brad Bernard. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming right at you on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Don't forget that we are podcasting on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Downloading our apps for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And 1490 KRSN in Santa Fe and Los Alamos on 107.1. Don't forget uh, our head-expanding, mind-intelligence uh, creating, uh, coming from D. Dowd Musk at the Rock of Talk. Uh, Dot Chat. Always glad to have him here. And we're going to do a little bit of that because we have not spent a whole lot of time there on uh, D. Dowd Musk. We have uh, been really focused on the mayoral election. And we're going to give uh, a lot of uh, credence to him because uh, we've, we've, we've got flight approvals. We don't have flight approvals. Things are working. Things are not working uh, for Virgin Galactic. We've got to touch upon that because that, he loves space. He loves talking about the space race, and uh, that's something that uh, that that he loves. But we also we also have a, a few other pieces that were written earlier uh, in the week. Uh, I do want to say, incidentally, uh, the Fifth Dimensions, Marilyn McCoo, also host of Solid Gold, seventy-eight years young today. You know, uh, ride uh, up, up, and away in a beautiful balloon. Yeah, today is her birthday. Uh, incidentally, uh, maybe not, maybe not exactly coincidentally. Maybe she was always made to sing the. Hot air balloon song. Uh, Serendipity. Serendipity. It is uh, certainly that. So you had some pieces this week, and I think it's important that uh, we get to them. I cannot believe the amount of traction you got on them as well. Have you looked at the uh, opening, uh, the number of opens on on your on pieces? What do you think about that? Yeah, and and likes and comments too, where people are really, uh, people that are loving the dot chat, Mr. Mr. Aragon, loving the dot chat. And of course, you can also get our our podcast with notes uh, on dot chat. So it's not just all my crazy ramblings, you know, we provide a lot of good content. And then of course, the Daily Blast, which gives you the news of the day. Mr. Aragon has decreed that it it will be in your inbox at 4 a.m. every morning. (laughs) I'd like to think I get it out most most nights it it, it's there every day doubt is uh disciplined to the nth degree but the department of health and uh, where in the world is waldo or michelle Luhan grisham at this point the department of health has a dashboard uh, that isn't giving us the straight scoop the skinny on what's really happening here and we actually have across the country did you know for example florida has the fourth least number of infections that are happening right now with uh, COVID. With that's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, irresponsible. <laughs> the Department of Health has a broken dashboard, uh, Dowd, and it's not giving us the information that we need so we can stay on top of this COVID madness. Yeah, uh, this is uh, something I've been meaning to do for a while, Eddie, because it's, as you and I both do, we we pour over the. I wouldn't necessarily say the skeptics. I would say the people who are really trying to hold our so-called public health officials to account, mm. uh, asking them tough questions. So 
the word dashboards become very popular now. Every state has its own oh, dashboard. Yes. Where That's where right. are we? You know, are you are we in the red zone? I mean, what's, what's the trend? Uh, <laughs> the tur- are we in turquoise? <laughs> right. right. Are no, we in red, yellow. Thirty years from now, when when we go over this, you know, madness, and I'm sitting yeah. here and uh, Sam and Bastion are doing the radio show on the air. I'm going to say, you guys were talking about turquoise. So yeah, what does that even yeah. mean? Yeah, I heard you talking about. Do we feel yellow today or turquoise? Or, um, it, it, it's interesting because it's it's kind of throwing some statistics at you and some charts and graphs as just the layperson who might look into this. You know, some of us have been studying public health and virology and immunology all day, every day for 18 months. You know, we didn't we didn't want to be have this in our life. Uh, this was, you know, they struck first. They came at us. We didn't come at them. Uh, we've had to really get up to speed on what are meaningful metrics and what are not meaningful metrics when it comes to uh, SARS-CoV-2 and, and, and the Rona. And so if you don't really know what a lot of us know, you might look at that dashboard and say, well, it's really impressive. They look at uh, how many tests have been performed and, you know, what's the cumulative number of hospitalizations or cumulative number of deaths. And they do provide you some information, but there's also some information that I think they purposely exclude because most of these metrics would tend to pacify, calm people, reassure people that maybe maybe this isn't the Black Death all over again. And so I walked through a couple of uh, three broad categories, testing, hospitalizations, and deaths. These are stats that the dashboard, the public health dashboard, isn't telling you about. Um, the, the, I let off with the testing. Now, we know that there have been, uh, when I wrote this last late last week, there was almost 4.5 million tests, but... Hey, Dad, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, hold on. Let's uh, start from the top, okay? As we, we moved through that pretty quickly, we said testing, yep. okay, deaths, and uh, hospitalizations. Okay. So these are the three baseline things that you are testing in your data set. Go ahead. Indeed. Uh, so how useful is the knowledge that we've had 4.5 million tests? Uh, I would say we don't know how many of those are testing of the same people, but more importantly, well, I, I, there must be multiple times that they've tested the same people because a lot of us have not been tested, and we don't, you know, we don't factor in. We only have a population of 2.1 million people in right. New Mexico, and not we have 4.5 million tests. So obviously, there's been some do-overs there. But I think Eddie, the big one is, and, and we talked about this before, that the PCR test is not the same right. as the antigen test, which is not the same as the seroprevalence test, which is a pr- pricking your finger for for a blood test. These are different tests that have different values, I guess. They have different strengths and weaknesses. We know that the one that's used the most, or broadly speaking, the PCR test, is one of the worst ways. Uh, the results from that are very, very uh, it's difficult to draw any conclusions from that. Right. And I, I, I get into that because we don't know how many cycle thresholds each one of those tests have been run. Now, this gets all super technical, but the best way... It's important, though. It's that, important. That's important. We have to know what those cycle thresholds are. We certainly know something like an antigen, which is the cheapest, the PCR, which is the, the middle of the road, and then the blood tests, which are quite expensive. You know, there's different thresholds you meet. Yep. And just because you test positive for one doesn't mean you'll test positive on the other. <laughs> Indeed. And it doesn't. And even if you test positive on any of them, it doesn't mean that you're contagious and it doesn't mean that you're going to get R or going to get six. Well, sick. Let, let, let's um, reflect for a second. You can't be contagious, as you know, unless you are symptomatic. Symptomatic, yes, yes. And uh, they, they've, tried to, they've tried to bury that. Remember that poor woman from the WHO last year at the press conference, that French doctor who said, well, you know, asymptomatic people you know, really can't spread it. We never heard from her again. She, no, they took her behind the woods. 
woodshed and that and that was over. Um, but when you think about the cycle threshold, the best explanation I've heard from this, it's like hitting the zoom button on your computer. How many times do you hit the zoom button in order to, to, to look at something to see that it's there? The more cycle thresholds they use, the tougher it was for them to find a sample of this actual, find proof of the, the virus in the sample, the nose swab that they're looking at. So if the cycle threshold is 25, 30, 35 and higher, it, it's a negligible amount of the virus. It's, it's likely to be a, a meaningless positive test or even a false positive test because you can find evidence for pretty much anything if you look hard enough. So we don't know, unlike Florida, where they actually do require uh, full transparency on the cycle thresholds. We don't have that in New Mexico. Now, maybe and, they and have it. Suggest what you mean by that, because not everybody understands the full transparency on the cycle threshold. Something DeSantis did yep. that Michelle Lujan Grisham did not do. Yep. And that was the responsible thing to do. Yeah, when you're a tester, I guess, you know, no matter what test, uh, well, you're using a PCR for this, but w whether it's a government or private or whatever, if you're reporting your data to the Florida Department of Health, you are required, if you use a PCR test, to report the number of cycle thresholds. It's very important information to have. It's not information that New provided to New Mexicans because, well, we know about the, the political nature of all this. There you go. You can find that at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Dowd, have you taken a test yet? No. We are going to have as part of our campaign because people would suggest to me that, hey, you don't care. You're selfish. Like the number one criticism for people of Dowd, uh, and I know Rebecca. Rebecca, have you taken a test yet? Nope, never. Never taken a test. Okay. I have taken a test because in order for me to compete in the KKOB um, 77, whatever they were doing, uh, Albuquerque Chamber of Commerce, I had to have taken a test and, and I had to provide it. And as soon as I walked in, the first thing they asked me to do, because I walked in, of course, without a mask, was to go ahead and mask up. Guess what else I also showed up with? I showed up with a testing machine from Net Medical, who has 7,000 tests, folks. And I took it, and I was immediately negative. If you want a test, and what I did is I worked out a deal with Net Medical, we're going to be hitting each of the places, and you're welcome to go ahead and test, because now... It used to matter that we had testing, and now you can just get all sorts of tests. It doesn't even matter anymore. So I think people should just test to the nth degree because it's not going to matter one way or the other. It doesn't change policy. We're not going to get to this um, crescendo of infections, and then that's automatically going to shut down. It doesn't matter the number that are percent that are testing positive. None of that is driving the bottom line. It's literally just edicts uh, based upon some sort of haphazard, um, you know, uh, decision on any blue state governor uh, who's uh, willing to go ahead and shut it down. There's no rhyme or reason. It's uh, very whimsical, I, th I think, for, for uh, her approach. So feel free. We're going to be talking about different places. So if you need one, and a lot of people are requiring, it's better for you to get a test than it is for you to get the vaccine, in my opinion. So to that end, we are furnishing free to the market 7,000 tests, okay? And I wanted to make that announcement uh, here today on this radio show, and we're going to be starting tomorrow. For the month of October, we want to test 7,000 people here in the state of New Mexico because I know that you need them, and I know that our frontline responders, they don't want to take the vaccine. Keep testing. You can test multiple times, and we'll run this van. We'll get you tested. You'll be on your way, and it costs you a zero, not $1, okay? Not $1. Is it zero? And one of the reasons they're trying to get you to get tested all the time is so they can make you poor. 
if you have to take a $59 test at the Sunport or a $109 test or a $279 test, trust me, you're not going to get tested and you're just going to say, well, quit. I, I'm not going to, I can't even afford that anymore. So we've decided to go ahead and provide 7,000 free tests to you. Okay. And we're going to be giving all of our locations and it's all part of my Eddie Aragon for mayor campaign. Uh, just absolutely something that we're doing to make sure. And yes, it's legal, fully compliant because we're doing it uh, within the interest of the public health. If you are stuck between a rock and a hard place and you can't go in some place, we have the net medical van that's going to go ahead and be at one of those places. Uh, that uh, negative uh, test will be good for anywhere from 32, uh, excuse me, 72 hours to up to a week. And so be on the lookout for that. What do you both think about that? Eddie, I, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm impressed because I, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I'm in a unique position. I kind of basically am a modern day caveman. I, I live alone and I spend all my time with dogs. I, I don't have to, uh, I'm not in all these situations where I have an, a full-time employer that has power over me. Uh, you know, I don't belong to clubs and all, you know, I don't have issues with kids. I'm taken to different places. Some people are in a real jam where they, they, they need are. those kinds they of are. tests. So I really There's think no you're, uh, you're doing something great there, pal. I appreciate it. I think, uh, you know, the people over at, uh, net medical telemedicine are doing something as well. And, and, and folks, I, I just want to say, you know, uh, doubt if there's, if you're caught between a rock and a hard place, you need a test. We got it. We got your back. Uh, Rebecca, if you can't go into some place and they want you to wear a mask or something, you have that paper and you can show them that you're negative. So we got your back as well. And that goes for the entire city and everybody who's listening uh, here to the Kiva for more information on that. Stay tuned. We'll have all the locations uh, posted in a special rock of talk dot chat release so that Dowd can can release that you will have to uh, go ahead and uh, visit the website please become a subscriber and we'll put that information out because we want to give you the locations the dates the times we want all that to work because I know so many of you are scared of taking that vaccination and I don't blame you um, I'm not scared because I just won't do it I don't need it and neither do uh, neither of my broadcasting partners here this afternoon but we know that you guys are caught in a situation where you were supposed to go ahead and tell people whether or not you're you're vax free or you're getting shamed because you're selfish or what have you. So we've got your back uh, on all that. Uh, Rebecca, uh, how'd that be? If uh, are you are you okay with that? If we need to go ahead and do it? Well, yeah. I mean, I'd like to comment on that. Sure. Okay. Um, there were some people on social media that I was uh, seeing that they saw that you were offering that, and they said, "Oh, what is Eddie supporting this?" And they had a word for it. Um, stuff and um and i said no eddie doesn't support this stuff but what he is doing is he's providing this service for you if you need it so that you have it well and, so with this came this emanated out of something very specific and that was a kirtland air force base sandia mm-hmm. national labs uh you know they are being threatened as of november 22nd uh los alamos national labs uh, has the same thing we know from today's uh, rock of talk chat blast that came out the number one story on on that today. Uh, very interesting. Um, the um, Los Alamos National Lab is going to force you by tomorrow, and we'll be happy to run to the net medical van up to Los Alamos as well, and uh, we'll run off a bunch of uh, free tests for you if you are interested in that and you want to tell them, hey, I don't want the vax, but I don't want to get fired, and here's my um, here's my paper that'll tell you that I'm I'm not without an infection. We can run that van up there once a week to go ahead and make sure that everybody knows that you are, you know, COVID free. And I think that that's, uh, you know, very important. And that's what we're trying to do, uh, Rebecca. So people can mm-hmm. keep their jobs. No, I understand that. 
Um, and, you know, you know, my feeling uh, as far as I, I, I believe that these organizations that are uh, forcing a medical procedure, which test is a medical procedure on someone is unconstitutional. I think it's wrong. I think it needs to be ended. Uh, I understand what you're doing, too, and I appreciate that you are. And I, I hope people see it that way. Um, they, I can, they do see it that way good, because good. these are people who, uh, through no choice of the owner, being forced to be mm -hmm. tested. Right. And if they get, don't get tested, they have to get vaccinated. Right. I'm tired of talking to people who are saying, I have to get a vaccination. I'm like, you don't have to get a vaccination. Yeah. Just show them a negative test and you'll be fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I can I can just tell you from my, my personal standpoint, I will never take a test. I will never uh, get a vax and I will never wear a mask. And And if that means that that restricts my access to some places I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Okay, but if we could get you a test and if it, you know it's practically a gun to your head that they're holding so that you can't get economic, you won't even take a test. No. Okay. And there's that too. So uh but we are offering that for everybody else. Uh, well and Eddie just you know following up on our friends at the National Labs, uh the as you were mentioning the article uh in the online there's no more paper newspaper in Los Alamos almost anymore, but Los the Alamos online monitor is gone. It is gone, but the online um publication, I won't say much about the ideology of the woman who runs it, uh she reported uh that the lawsuit has been filed. Three dozen yeah. employees from, from Los Alamos are suing to you know, of course these are government owned contractor operated labs. They're gonna they're gonna uh, win. They're gonna triad. And the the mandate is quote invalid according to their attorney because people have the right to make their own medical choices. It's right. not just a question that they're basing it on the wrong science. They're also violating constitutional principles. We wish the best for our friends participating in that lawsuit. Yes, we do. And uh, they will win. I'll tell you, it'll be extended. They will win and they'll have a work through because you can't just fire somebody because they choose not to take a um, take the vaccine. Uh, they can have a test and they can show that uh, they, of course, are not positive on that test. We're going to uh, take a quick break. Back with Murder Mike. It's been a little while since we've heard from Murder Mike. Uh, 96. Well, no, we heard from him yesterday. What am I talking about? But uh, overall, the scanners have uh, just come back online and that uh, makes us pretty excited because we can start tracking things again. Tim Keller can run and run for mayor, but he can't hide anymore. We've got the scanners. We're tracking his stuff every single night. Assaults, domestic violence, down and outs, uh, certainly the murders. This is something that he ran on back in 2017. Do you guys remember? He ran it on in 2017, and here we are running on against in 2021. I looked at the 2017 election. It's part of what you can watch these debates 24-7 after our broadcast. You can watch the debates uh, right there at rockoftalk.tv, not to mention last night's broadcast as well. Back after a quick break, Murder Mike up next here in the Kiva on AM1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Ten years ago, 
behind you, no one told you when to run. You missed the story. of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 
856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 883- Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Make Sugar Hollow Assisted Living a home-away-from-home experience for your loved one. In the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood, Sugar Hollow is beautiful and peaceful, with one of Albuquerque's lowest resident-to-caregiver ratios. Home-cooked meals, activities, medication assistance, boutique-style care with a focus on dignity and quality of life. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Dignity and trusted care. Sugar Hollow, 270-0801. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blow-Up. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico.
can never get enough of it i i I probably play it uh maybe three four times a a year on the radio station i I also like um there's another band that's a pretty experimental you know uh, i think a lot of people considered pink floyd pretty experimental for a a while and uh, that's a a band icelandic band called cigaros you might want to look them up Uh, pretty good especially about this time of year uh a great song called Hoppy Pola. There's, I mean, there's albums that you can just listen all the way through D. Dowd Muska. And uh, the the name of uh, the spelling of that uh, band is S I G U R, and then it's R O S. And it's it's exquisite. It's great stuff. So Icelandic, yes, Landic. There we go. The Nords the from Reykjavik. That's right. That's it. That's a that's exactly how you say it. Then we got uh, Murder Mike on the line. He's going to give us a rundown of the. Last night, uh, and the who and the who is what is what, and what's happening out on the streets of Albuquerque. Yeah, everything. <laughs> what's going on, Murder I'm Mike? How are you, sir? I am doing great, Eddie. I, boy, I really appreciate the, what you're doing here on the radio station to do everything that you're doing for Albuquerque, for sure. I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's a dynamite. That's why I'm, I'm right there behind you, but, uh, Anyway, with that being said, I'm going to jump right into this because sure. not a lot to report, but there is some interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, last night, about 4 a.m., there was a fatal hit-and-run accident on Gerard and Bale. And Bale oh, my gosh, just, that's uh, right here by the station. That's literally up down the yeah. street. Yeah. Down the street, right there across from the golf course. A pedestrian was struck and killed while crossing Gerard and Bale. Damn. And the suspect vehicle is described as an older four-door sedan, gray in color, last seen northbound on Gerard from Bale. It's unknown if alcohol or speed were contributing factors in the crash. So, yeah, that would happen. Four o'clock. Boy, I was right around the corner. I was ready to jump in the news van and go shoot it, but I didn't make it in time. So, 
And then uh, shortly before that, at 3.17, APD responded to reports of a shooting in the 7800 block of Central Northeast. Right. Upon arrival, they found they found a 47-year-old female suffering from a, a gunshot wound to the chest. She was conscious, breathing, and transported to UNM Hospital in stable condition. So, so she, she, uh, she took it in the uh, chest there, and she they stabilized her? That's kind of yeah, rare. Uh, she was stable, conscious, breathing. I listened to the ambulance traffic uh, transporting her, and uh, her vitals were actually pretty stable for having just been shot. She was talking, alert, so it oh, may have good. been a small-caliber okay. gun. Okay, who, who knows? Stat-wise, we had six assaults, including one with a motor vehicle where somebody tried to run over somebody else with a, a vehicle, eight domestic disputes, five down-and-out calls, Four drug overdoses and nine shots fired. And today, uh, this morning at 10.58, there was a carjacking at the Speedway in the 2500 block of San Mateo Northeast. That's at San Mateo Manal. The driver was transported to UNMH Hospital with possible head trauma because he was bleeding from the ears and uh, altered LLC, altered level of consciousness. And at, and at 1.20 this afternoon, an aggravated assault downtown where five individuals were assaulted with bats and pipes. <clears throat> I see that again, bats and pipes at first in copper. Oh. All five were transported to UNM Hospital by ambulance. And out of Santa Fe, Santa Fe Police Department responded to the area of Capitol High on Jaguar Drive, referenced multiple calls of shots being fired earlier this morning. Upon arrival, there were no persons located with gunshot wounds or in other injuries. However, several vehicles and buildings were reported to have been struck by gut fire. Uh, several Santa Fe schools were placed on lockdown for a short period of time as a precautionary measure. And Santa Fe PD is investigating. So that's a quick look at the last 24, Eddie, the 411 on the 505. Back to you, sir. Wow, look how tight that is. Is that just tight or what? Polished. Polished. Yeah, professional. It's just, it's, just, it's just amazing what he's been able to do. I think maybe the, the weather out there has something to do with the, uh, the change in the mood and the music and everything today. Um, you know, it was, I'm going to go back to my cousin Randy as we were laying him to rest there as he was above my, um, my aunt who would have been 80 years young. She was celebrated her 80th birthday on August the 1st, uh, first, uh, of this year. Um, she, um, lost her life in childbirth, uh, back in 1966, uh, giving birth to my, uh, cousin and, uh, the weather that was there that we had, it was one of those sort of magical, memorable, and I was very excited because it was very rainy down. It was a very, very rainy time. And I don't know what it is about the atmosphere. And now we're just watching the sun just barely, you know, it's 539 here in the Kiva and the, the sun is just barely sort of just breaking in through the clouds and knowing that we're going to have, you know, nine straight days of wonderful weather for the balloon fiesta. I mean, I, I don't know if I've been more excited about the next, you know, 32 days of, of my life and what's happening that I've this have is up as I've seen you in a while, Mr. Yeah, I am. I'm really I know your family obviously had this, had this sad event today, but you know, you're not letting it uh, drag you down. You're, yeah, you're I don't know if it, it up. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much sad if it is, if it's just somewhat, you know, uh, my godfather is father Juan Mendez and he gave such a great encapsulation on uh, his life. And he was talking about, you know, the homeless shelter, uh, the St. Francis shelter that's up on Zuni road and uh, i think that uh, during the end of his life my 
<clears throat> my cousin suffered from economic insufficiency at uh, the age of 57. He would have been 57 uh, on September the 27th, second, uh, excuse me, and he died on March, excuse me, August the uh, 6th of this year. And I have to say that, you know, that's really something that's pretty, uh, you know, meaningful, I think, right now, how he lived his life and what I'm dealing with and what we're all dealing with. I think uh, overall, I think, you know, I, I don't know. There's a, 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 I don't know how to even talk about it. It's a, a lot of lucidity maybe coming through, mm-hmm. you know, the clarity maybe for the first time. Yeah. thing the priorities yeah uh, what's right and what's superfluous in your life yeah i yeah. think yeah. i think that's kind of coming i think that's coming to the forefront uh after maybe 19 months of covid19 for people you think you know people are starting to think about their futures so whether it's albuquerque new mexico and if this doesn't work then where else do we go what do we do you know i think there's a I hate to use the word existential because there's a lot of people who don't even know what the word means and they use it but i'm going to use it here um, um, and I think the people are grasping with the finality of their lives in 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now. Um, and not because of the severity of COVID, but because of how much, um, and I'm going to take it a step further, a self-induced calamity of COVID-19 has impacted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're entrapped in the, you know, we, we talked about what we're trying to do to sort of break the chains of, of that so that people won't be forced into a situation after they committed five, 10, 20 years of their life to working for the federal government, Los Alamos national labs or any other employer that might be willing to dispense with them because they didn't decide to stick a shot in their own arm and invade their own body. I think there's some real, you know, existential questions for those people, right? Is that that fair? Well, you know, Eddie, I'll always go back to what you knew. You knew that I needed help more than I needed, uh, more than I knew I needed help when you forced me to go to have fun in Las Vegas, Nevada with my sister and brother-in-law. And, you know, you were just aware because you're much more in tune with people's emotions than I am having my uh, Asperger's issues. But, you know, realizing what matters and uh, that so much has been taken away from us. And maybe the only... Some of the there's a few good things have come out of this. Some of the realizations that those of us who I dare say are victims of this. I mean, I don't want to get into a whole pain and awful what was me thing, but yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, and we got we've gotten a heavy dose of of craziness from the government, but you know, some as you say, clarity and revelations have come out of it. I think the other thing I think it's important um, I think to uh, reflect on if we can in this. Uh, Somewhat more pensive show. Uh, yesterday was a lot of fun, celebratory and things like that. Today's a lot more pensive, but um, you know, reflective. Is maybe we need this balloon fiesta more than the balloon fiesta needs us at this point? Does that make sense? You know, yes, I think yes. we need to see some level of celebration life because we're about to, you know, think the leaves are about to fall, the days are about to get shorter. People are about to go in into this time. And, you know, I think that hope for me springs eternal all the time. I'm constantly optimistic and very hopeful, but I think other people are not. And I think we need to really dive deep into, you know, whether it's the Oktoberfest beer, the wonderful balloons or the great breakfast burritos. I oftentimes sort of uh, talk about those types of things. Um, You know, we can just get out there and get a smile on our face and, you know, uh, realize that things Things are really wonderful in this 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 city, and uh, get out there and celebrate. I think this could be something that uh, could springboard us uh, into the next five uh, 
you know, five, six months, uh, get us into the, the spring. What do you, what do you think? Well, about I, you know, it, I know, just, I know, uh, Rebecca would probably want to comment on that as, as well, well from her perspective. Yeah, I do. It's like the, uh, the powers that be, it seems like they've been trying to make us as miserable as possible. They've they been have, trying to take no things away from us. Yep. And now what they're doing is they're holding things over us and saying, well, if you don't do this, if you don't stick this thing in your arm, then right. we're not going to allow you to earn a living. We're not going to allow you to do the things that you like to do. And a, and a little personal story on that that just recently happened. Um, a good friend of mine that lives in Idaho, um, she's got to, she has dogs, and one of her hobbies that she loves to do is she likes to uh, raise rescue dogs. And she likes she's got a, a club that she belongs to. Well, this club that she belongs to has uh, issued a mandate saying, well. If you don't uh, take the shot, then you're not allowed in the club and you're not allowed to participate. And she knows me really, really well. And she knows my stand on this. And trust me, I've been talking to her about this for months. She gave in. She took the shot. Now she's sick. She's got pneumonia. Dowd, your thoughts on, on that and uh, needing the uh, good time, the balloon fiesta, before we <laughs> go into this long, dark Biden winter again. You know, uh, I, I think this, the, the country's starting to push back in a sort of uh, undertow way. Uh, Rebecca's friend was not able to do that. But having the courage uh, to do that is the most important thing. And and uh, your your thoughts on uh, this season as we wait for the sun to set here on this uh, beautiful Thursday afternoon going into Bloom Fiesta weekend. Well, I may have just uh, nixed my plans for my Idaho relocation if things are that bad in a state that I consider <laughs> pretty pretty wise and solid. Yeah, right. you know, and so many good people are kind of escaping to Idaho, uh, conservative libertarian folks, and sort of making that uh, a sanctuary state for people who still can their brains still function. Um, yep. No, I mean, I, Eddie, it's you talk about so many people coming from other states. You know, a lot of the people who will be coming – to New Mexico are going to be coming from states where things have been much freer and they haven't taken it uh, on the chin or in the shorts the way we have. And I like, I like your idea of reversing it and saying it, you know, we need this more than the people who are coming in from out of state. I think this is our balloon fiesta. No, that's exactly right. It is our balloon fiesta. This is the time when people need to get out and experience the balloon fiesta. Maybe like they've never experienced it before. Let's ban (laughs) out-of-staters. Only New Mexicans can go this year. (laughs) I'm not sure we'd be able to make it because we're in need of a party that bad. I mean, from the ridiculousness uh, up in Santa Fe as the Zobra uh, to the other restrictions that have happened with the shutdowns from churches being shut down, like, like this is the time to truly break out. Like This is the time to finally stick it to the governor and say, hey, you know what? We made it through. You wanted to bring the Delta down on us. And uh, guess what? You have an election year next year and you're not going to restrict us because we know that the, and everything that you've done, if we could challenge you on the science, we know that they, that we would ultimately uh, be victorious on this. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing as uh, mayor of the city of Albuquerque. I'm disappointed in, in Tim Keller uh, that he didn't decide to fight for the city. He decided to go ahead and fight for his politics, his party, his political career. You know, 20 years from now, they asked the question and you know, we should break all that kind of stuff down. But uh, 20 years from now, he's going to be fighting to be trying to become uh, president of the United States, whereas uh, we'll be fighting just to be okay, just to live in a great city and a beautiful place that's older uh, than the entire country. And that, of course, is this beautiful place, a place like no place else. And that, of course, is our wonderful, our wonderful, wonderful city. Uh, that, of course, is Albuquerque, New Mexico, a place that uh, we welcome people from all over the world into the greatest, most photographed event 
in in the world. And that, of course, is the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Back after a break and a, another great tune to uh, round out the hour. And then we'll have a lot of fun here during our third hour. And that, of course, is on the Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com.
2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up, and we're in the kitchen at Sunnyside Up. Two sides of turkey, sausage, side of over-medium eggs, and whole wheat toast. If Sunnyside Up did that in six seconds, imagine what Sunnyside Up will do for you and your friends. Sunnyside Up, Manala, Louisiana, next to the Sheraton. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center from oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Hey, Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work. You do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, hey Ava, we, we want to race. race. 
I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy the safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Lining. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973 for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Something wonderful like all chocolate dipped cherries or pineapple or apricot glaze. How about chocolate caramels and creams, even red chili bars? Thousands of incredible delicacies at the Candy Lady in Old Town at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. ThePlaceILike.com. ThePlaceILike.com. Wow, it's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals, too. Tacos.ThePlaceILike.com. A great bakery? Cake.ThePlaceILike.com. ThePlaceILike.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229-884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Kids are being gunned down on New York City streets. Junkies have taken over a swath of midtown Manhattan. But Mayor Bill de Blasio summed up his policing priorities in two words Thursday, customer service. The sad reality is so many people who just were trying to exercise their rights to get information or file a concern or a complaint, find out what's happening with a case, they were treated in a way that doesn't have anything to do with customer service or respect. That's not acceptable. De Blasio called his revolutionary initiative for the NYPD a paradigm shift, saying customer service 
has to be what the NYPD is about. On Thursday, Senate Republicans joined with Democrats to pass a stopgap bill to fund the government through December, averting a government shutdown set to begin in the early hours of Friday morning. The House later aligned with the Senate to avert a government shutdown. This is USA Radio News. Oh, according to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Is that you? Who are you talking to? 82% of you will also know that I um live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Top U.S. General Mark Milley appeared before Congress this week to defend Pentagon decision-making in Afghanistan, but instead found himself fighting a personal battle with lawmakers who charged that he has been more preoccupied with rehabilitating and burnishing his own image. One was Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas. If you had been more focused on your duty to this country instead of defending and pandering to the Biden administration's woke social experiment with the United States military, doing book interviews and colluding with Chinese military officials, that you should resign because of your dereliction of duty to this country and your, your inability to do your job and protect this country. General Milley, will you now resign? In a Wednesday speech on the Senate floor, Senator Rick Scott, Republican of Florida, Joined by Senators Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, and Mike Lee, Republican of Utah, introduced legislation that would bar the Biden administration from implementing vaccine passport requirements for interstate travel. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The Marine that called out the military Afghan blunder on social media remains in solitary confinement. More from Lance Pry. Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, the only American service member arrested for the incompetent and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan, is charged by not obeying a gag order and calling out the military leaders and demanding accountability on social media. He is in solitary confinement at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, pending an Article 32 preliminary hearing. Republican Florida Congressman Matt Gates Wednesday questioning military brass. When people in the military, like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, stand up and demand accountability, when they say that you all screwed up, he ends up in the brig. Republican Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson. The American people want and deserve accountability. And we even have service members like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller being thrown in the brig for suggesting that. The public's faith in our institutions continues to erode precisely because everyone in the D.C. bubble appears to have some sort of immunity from the basic standards the rest of America is expected to live by. I'm Lance Pry, and this is USA Radio News. The select House of Representatives panel that is probing the January 6th U.S. Capitol breach 
has subpoenaed organizers of the rallies that took place before the riot. The committee wants Katrina Pearson, a former Trump campaign official, Amy Kramer, founder and chair of Women for America First, and Kramer's daughter, Kylie, executive director of Women for America First, to answer questions under oath. For USA Radio News, I'm Brad Bernard. rockoftalk.com hour three commercial free just you and me d-dowd muska and a little bit of rebecca uh, here for a lot of flavor and a lot of things going on uh, here as we embark upon this wonderful weekend we know is balloon fiesta opening weekend that's going to be a lot of fun i want to see you guys that we've got three things that we're doing this weekend you can always catch up uh, with everything directly at fightfor505.com that's fightfor505.com I want to let you know that on Saturday morning, we're having a breakfast at RPNM, Republican Party of the State of New Mexico, three success, successive, excuse me, weekends in a row, where we're going to go ahead and get you out, get you some palm cards, get you walking, talking, talking about how to keep Albuquerque, you know, making it safe again, making it uh, viable again, making people come here again. This is a great time to go ahead and sort of, uh, you know, recapture some of the spirit uh, that really has been driv- driving us. And it's made a, a city that uh, we celebrated our, what, tricentennial back in 2006, 1706 to 2006. And uh, here we are, uh, 315 years later, still here, still thriving. But we got to get you guys to keep it going. And, uh, you know, this city, number 47, one of the late states of the very first place, uh, even before uh, the entire country was started. And I got to say that uh, we have to... Uh, Keep New Mexico, keep Albuquerque going. Uh, we have Rebecca endowed some good write-ups uh, from this week. Uh, again, fightfor505.com, rockoftalk.chat. Let's uh, start on some of the um, big stories uh, of the day, and I want to get to the other write-up that happened on Wednesday. Dowd has another one coming out uh, on Friday, a piece that he's working on. 
he'll allude to that uh, uh, at the end of this. But uh, tell us about the piece again on Wednesday that had, I think you were a little inspired by the uh, Monday night debate out. And I know Rebecca listened <laughs> to that as well. She was, she was taken aback. She was like, what is, what is all this stuff? Uh, you had critical race theory, uh, an inordinate amount of time and money that is uh, focused on that doubt. Yeah, we need to be, uh, I think, those of us who believe in the traditional American concepts uh, of uh, treating people as human beings and not groups of people and not assuming that you are a certain way or you believe a certain thing because you have a particular skin type or because you're a gender whatever your gender identity or whatever you do with your genitalia, we are, we, we, we've lost that in the, the progressive just waves, the tsunamis that have, that have overtaken our country the last couple of years, really, whether it's, you know, so-called public health nonsense or, or St. George of fentanyl stuff. Um, I got into this a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to find out how much of your tax dollars as a New Mexican, how many were flowing to an organization called the United States Conference of Mayors. Now, government, trade associations, for lack of a better term, Washington has been, they have been popping up and proliferating in, in Washington for decades. So you have the National Association of State Treasurers, you have the National Association of Attorneys General, uh, you have the National Association of Counties. This is for, it's a lobbying entity, basically lobbying for more money from the federal government for, for local governments. Uh, the Mayor's Conference the standard membership is for municipalities with 30,000 or more. So you don't really have to be that big of a city uh, in order to, to belong to this. There's 10 cities in New Mexico that are 30,000 or more. And in light of a recent resolution that was adopted by the <clears throat> U.S. Conference of Mayors endorsing critical race theory, we know it is the uh, toxic view of uh, sort of cultural Marxism, basically. Uh, the, 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 resolu the resolution here, the four provisions of it uh, say, uh, we recognize that race is not biologically real. It is socially constructed and socially significant as a product of social thought, but not connected to biological reality. And we acknowledge that racism is a normal feature of society and is embedded within systems and institutions like the uh, legal system that replicate racial inequality, meaning that racist incidents are not aberrations, but instead manifestations of structural and systemic racism. Uh, translation, America sucks. And of course, a lot of this nonsense has been peddled in various government entities, and a lot of it's making its way through the school system. So the fact that the U.S., the United States Conference of Mayors was endorsing this kind of nonsense uh, got me interested in, are your tax dollars supporting this kind of stuff? So a couple of weeks ago, I started submitting requests, basically freedom of information requests to city governments, those 10 cities in, in New Mexico, above 30,000 people. And uh, it took them more than a little uh, time to get back to me. But I finally heard back after several weeks from all 10 of them, and I got a complete count of where we stand in terms of your tax dollars subsidizing the U.S. Conference of Mayors. And the good news is that seven of those 10 do not uh, are not currently members. They're not paying uh, what would be said to be dues. It's kind of a ridiculous concept of dues. It's basically spending your money on it. So uh, the good list is Rio Rancho, Roswell, Farmington, Hobbs, Clovis, Carlsbad, Alamogordo. Uh, I did get some older records from Clovis and Rio Rancho. They were members as recently as 2011 for Clovis and 2014 for Rio Rancho. Now that leaves three well, cities. You, you did the whole update from our report from three weeks ago. Thanks, Doug. 
Yeah, uh, well, you know, because we hadn't gotten all the, all the results back then, and I think they have a legal re- obligation to respond to your request, at least get back to you within three days. That doesn't mean supply the information within three days. So uh, I, I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give our our, uh, our other two folks on the air right now of those ten cities, the, the seven I just named, plus the the big boys, the three of the four biggest: Albuquerque, Las Cruces, and Santa Fe. Of those ten cities. Which one was the last to respond to my request? All right, go ahead, Rebecca. Uh, I'm sure she'll nail this. Uh. Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Aragon? Yeah, it's definitely Albuquerque, no doubt about it. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, wow, okay. They were wow. dead, dead last. And so the numbers on that is Albuquerque, you're paying $26,216 a year to belong to this horrible lobbying group that pushes critical race theory. In Las Cruces, you're paying $9,181. And in Santa Fe, you're paying $5,269. And uh, I don't know if you're 10, if you're uh, Tim Trump or Mayor Ken in Las Cruces or Alan Weber, who's facing potentially uh, being booted up out out there uh, up in Santa Fe. I don't know if you live in those towns, ladies and gentlemen, maybe you want to tell your mayors, uh, stop spending my money on bigotry. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that. We have the agenda-driven policies. Uh, We've talked about, uh, in terms of what I'm doing, civil rights, uh, the Office of Equity and Inclusion established under uh, Tim Keller's uh, Civilian Police Oversight, uh, and then the non-emergency 911 teams. Like These are agencies that are just so gimmicky. They don't do anything for the city. Nobody cares. Uh, No one's interested. You shouldn't have to uh, penalize and police whether or not people are being politically correct uh you know you just got these crazy things that are supplanted on uh, all of these uh different uh mayorships if you will or you know administrative offices of the city and it's just unnecessary you just have to say well you know we're, we're reserving 15 million dollars for this crap to say that hey you know it, it's sort of like uh we've got our we've given ourselves a stamp of approval the better business bureau i don't have anything against better business bureau but you don't need a certification to tell you how to behave and what's the right thing to do. You have the voters to tell you whether or not you're doing the right thing. Um, one of the things I've interestingly learned, uh, be doubt, and I'm sure you'd be welcome to delve into this uh, information if you'd be so interested, but I doubt you would be because that's not the way that you think. Um, but despite Mayor Keller's best efforts at inclusion and creating a civil rights office and various other things, he's failed to actually meet uh, basic minimum thresholds I think of equity uh, to his own standards. And, um, you know, I'll give you a, a perfect case in point. Less than 1% of the offices uh, that are occupied by the city of Albuquerque are African American uh, employees. You know, we have a 3.2% uh, reflection. I think that that would, you know, talk about hypocrisy. There it is. And that's very easy to point out. And we can go along uh, all these different categories and you can pay lip service and be the politically correct candidate and, you know, be become uh, the, the office of the mayors and all of these types of things and pay these fees and, and get involved in critical race theory. But honestly, unless you're just doing the bare bones things as a reflection of the overall population, then you're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the reality between what he does in his administration versus sending money to mouth some platitudes. And, and uh, a lot of folks on the right, wherever you come down, Libertarian, conservative, uh, even slightly right. They wonder why the institutions we we, t- we use this term, the long march through the institutions. The progressives have just systematically taken over so right. many powerful entities. You know, government, uh, you know, K through 12 schools and the universities and unions and the media. Um, one of the reasons that folks who think the way we do, you know, our back is against the wall is the mm-hmm. thumb is on the scale. 
The thumb is on the scale because public dollars support a lot of this nonsense. Public dollars, your dollars support that. Uh, whether you, it's the Cato Institute in the libertarian world or the Heritage Foundation in the conservative world, they don't take money because out of principle, they don't take money from the government. They're, they're, uh, they lean right and they, they support, generally support more limited government. We need to root out all of these subsidies flowing to these organizations that promote this, this message. And I'll just leave you with a final thought about this horrible resolution that three cities of Al- three cities in New Mexico have supported. According to the Conference of Mayors, they, quote, reject popular understandings about racism, including claims of meritocracy, colorblindness, and mm. arguments that confine racism to a few bad apples in recognition that the systemic nature of racism, yeah. which is codified in law, embedded in structures, and woven into public policy. Right, bears- but, yet, but yet failed to po- uh, point that out where it's uh, codified or you know, <laughs> systemic. Oh, they, yeah. they won't point it out. They'll just tell you that it is. Yes, yes. Uh, these things bear primary responsibility for reproducing racial inequality. That is so... Eddie, the, number, the Manhattan Institute just did a, stu- uh, a poll on this. They polled the 20 fastest... Uh, cities in America, a big poll of, of emerging America. By fastest, so, what do we mean by fastest? What are we talking uh, between, about? Between uh, 2010 and 2020, the fastest growing uh, okay, population so, growth in those. Right. So, you know, Las Vegas was in there and Phoenix, you know, the real boom towns. So these also tend to be extremely diverse places. They, they polled, uh, and I believe it was by a margin of 40 points, they, uh, people rejected the teaching of critical race theory, the promotion yeah. of critical race theory by a 40 point margin. I've re- you rarely see that kind of consensus. Americans reject this poison. In New Mexico, many of us are paying for this poison. So what would that be? Uh, what, 75-25 practically? So 70-30? That would be 70-30. It was killer. It was yeah, killer. Be and, and the other point is there was not a big distinction. They did Asian, black, Hispanic, and white. There was not a big distinction between those racial groups. Everybody rejected this stuff. So the, the margin, so the poll that you took there in Phoenix, for example, is 70-30. Um, 70 being way up here, 30 being way down here. So if you're looking at it and um, you're trying to figure out why that is, is because people aren't focused on that. When they're, I, I said before, when it comes to crime, when it comes to looking at what's on other people's plates, so to speak, uh, people are not going to be doing that if there is a high level of economic prosperity. A rising tide raises all boats. People aren't looking at what's on other people. They feel like, okay, well, this is very fair because everybody's benefiting. And, you know, nobody can measure the degrees to what person is benefiting. And your gain doesn't have to be equitable. But when you have a zero-sum game that has been set up in Albuquerque, then you get involved in the woke politics. My win is your loss. You know, my gain is uh, certainly something that you'll never have. I I think that's kind of where we're at. People are looking at what is on other people's. Uh, plates at at this point because there's just no economic growth. So I'm not surprised to see that 70-30 people are done. You don't have to. Is there an office of equity inclusion in Phoenix? No. Is there an office of civil rights? No. Uh, Is there an office of cultural world cultural heritage in Phoenix? Yes. Is there an office of uh, world and cultural heritage in uh, San Antonio? Yes. Uh, Those are both big growing cities, one in Texas, one in Arizona, and they don't look at things from a racial profiling. They look at things uh, from a standpoint of racial pride, which is very different. They're not trying to make things equal. They're just celebrating their diversity by celebrating their heritage. Uh, Rebecca, your thoughts on uh, all this critical race theory? Oh, boy. I could go on forever about this. Well, okay. you don't have so, to. But you, I, I'm not going to go shot. on forever. Um, I've, I've worked a number of places, and 
the 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 term systemic racism to me would tell me that that means that there are systems in place which promote racism. Uh, never seen it. Never seen it. As a matter of fact, I've seen just the opposite. I've seen specifically policies and laws in place that says, no, you will not do this. You will not do this uh, discrimination. But there is actual systemic discrimination going on right now, which is actually sanctioned by the government. So I think one could agree with your standpoint. I would I would be one uh, person to agree with it. But it's not enough to just say that it doesn't exist. You actually have to prove it uh, doesn't exist. And the best way to prove it doesn't exist is by going back to their argument and suggesting to them, it's like, why does it exist? Show us systemic racism, racism, show us where it is, uh, mm-hmm. show us how it's, uh, as Dowd mentioned, codified into the laws. Please prove that uh, to us. So the onus isn't on us, it's on them. Uh, we don't have to prove a zero that doesn't exist in the first place. They have to prove that it actually does exist, and they don't do it. They just state uh, emphatically, emotionally, uh, and it's a ploy, it's a manipulation, an emotional sabotage, uh, if you will, to try and get people wrapped around to their side. Don't you realize you're racist and here's what you're doing? Well, I have a black friend or I have an Asian friend or I have an Hispanic friend. You know, those are not emotional. I mean, those are not uh, rational arguments they're emotional arguments. So you'd have to kind of go a step further, Rebecca, and that's not mm-hmm. picking on you. I'm just saying mm-hmm. you, I agree with you, but if you want to try and prove that, that's the wrong way to approach it. The way to approach yeah. is to force them to prove how it does exist because systemically yeah. They can't say it. What they do is they go to data sets. And in the case in point, you'd have a very progressive mayor in Mayor Tim Keller who would say, OK, well, we bring up, believe in equity inclusion and 3.2 percent of our population is African-American. Therefore, we should have 3.2 percent of the people who are employed with the city of Albuquerque should be African-American. And you find out there's only one percent. Well, you're a liar. Because yeah. obviously you don't care. You're not trying to meet quotas. And in a world where we look at things not from a standpoint of hey, we have to meet affirmative action or quotas or anything else. We say, you know what? We just want to find people who are passionate, who are excited, who want to find the best person for the job. And right. uh, the the cream will rise to the top. So if it ends up being 10% African-American or you know 80% Hispanic, that's just a reflection uh, directly of the people who want to go ahead and do that particular job. And I think we have to have a better way of looking at things and not look at things as far as color, creed, you know, sex, race, uh, et cetera. And I think we just have way too much of that. And that has further, um, uh, excuse me, um, divided our city. And I think, I think the, that's the perfect, I think the purpose that, actually. Yeah, I think the three of us can all agree yeah. uh, on that. Eddie, I've got uh, sure. just one final point. I've got the numbers sure. for you on the, on the polling data. 85% we did, they did a, 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 a combo basically. Do you, would you oppose strongly or oppose somewhat the teachings of, uh, critical race theory in government schools, et cetera, you know, government institutions. The combined, I oppose it strongly, I oppose it somewhat, for eight for white folks, 85%, of course, that's to be expected because we're all evil white people. The combined oppose for Asians, 83%. The combined oppose critical race theory for Hispanics, 82%. The combined oppose for black Americans in those cities, 82%. You do not see that kind of agreement. Generally know and recognize and understand race theory is poison and it should be rejected wholly by all Americans. Yeah, uh, nobody would disagree with that uh, other than the people who are uh, 
race pimping, if you will. Is that fair to say? I think that's, yeah. that's the way to look at it. 550, 5500, 624 here in the Kiva on this beautiful Thursday afternoon with the sun just setting right behind the clouds. Uh, Rebecca, are you able to see that? Are you looking at those I, beautiful sunsets? I am. I, I had to close the blind a little bit because it was right in my face earlier. Oh, yeah, so. You want it right in your face. <laughs> you All probably saw face. that before there the break. It it's like yeah. right in my face. I got to thank you uh, for <laughs> indulging me. It is a bit of a somber day. We lost my... Uh, cousin and uh, we uh, buried him and we also had our the rest of our family so i apologize if i'm a little bit different than i was yesterday but uh, yeah. you know that's sort of the magic of the rock of talk is we're up and down and uh, we're living life we're living breathing uh, organisms right here <laughs> people real people right here on your radio station i'd, I'd like day. to comment on that uh, on that subject just a little bit eddie uh, what, you know what subject there is one upside to to someone passing on and you, you mentioned it family gets together you haven't seen in like forever my uh my first cousin last year at like december passed away and in arkansas and so i went there to uh to for the funeral and i literally saw relatives that i had not seen since i was a child that came up to me and say oh don't you remember me it's like uh no remember when we were like 10 years old it's like literally decades and it's like, so if anything, uh, events like this bring family together at least for a day or so, which is uh, was really nice. And yeah, I think everybody agrees with that. Yeah, so yeah. A chance uh, for weddings and a funeral, the families yeah. uh, and the friends all celebrating because they can get together. I think everybody yeah. is on board with that. And uh, thanks for that reminder. Uh -huh. You are in the Kiva. Thanks for jumping in here on this late uh, Thursday afternoon. Go ahead. <laughs> Dictionary here. I got a couple of things for you, and I'm going to start with something you tapped on earlier with the existential. The adjective version of existence, one, the actual state of existing, specific to sentient beings, continuation of life, two, continued or repeated manifestation or actual occurrence, as in the existence of a state of war, three, a mode of being. For a specific being or entity, something you may find interesting. Uh, going to Bouvier's 1940, page 370. You mean uh, it's, not, it's not Bouvier, it's de Bouvier. Uh, if I could spell it, I can get the title page. Never mind. Uh, the ladies, the Liberty Ladies, have found it online already. It's, uh, it's <laughs> de Bouvier is what you're talking about. And it's Simone de Bouvier. She uh, lived for a very long time. She uh, maintained that the existentialist belief in absolute freedom of choice and the consequent responsibility that such freedom entails by emphasizing that one pro uh, projects uh, projects must spring from the individual spontaneity and not from the external institution, authority, or person. And you might uh, also know a little bit about Jean-Paul Sartre, uh, who was uh, one of the sort of the genesis uh, uh, people of existentialism. My favorite, my favorite writer, and maybe Dowd, but not one that you should, I, we should uh, indulge in. One of my favorite uh, books is called The Fall, um, and uh, and that is by Albert Camus, a French writer, much like de Bouvier. Go ahead. All right. Something else you may find rather fascinating is I know the ladies found this online, okay. and stated at page three seven nine, executive power. And it specifically relates to the president of the United States. 
It is in very tiny writing. It goes on for eight pages, and it outlines basically the limitations to and abilities of the executive while in the presidency. And it specifically states the United States Constitution and the federal executive power vested in the president. So this ought to be a good read for you. I mean, I would not want to try to read this on the radio because we would be here for quite a while. Yeah, I don't don't know that I will actually read that, uh, to be quite honest, uh, Dictionary Dave. Uh, It seems a little bit disjointed. Uh, Dowd, your thoughts on... Dictionary Dave, do you know where he's going with any of this? Uh, yeah, stuff? all I can say is uh, Jean-Paul Sartre has is is his motto is the, the the my credo for my existence. Hell is other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I prefer I prefer the company of dogs. <laughs> there we go. I like that. Anything you had, you had a second thing, Dictionary Dave, or uh, um. Yeah, well, it was actually it was going on to the uh, the part about executive power, the existential thing, oh, and a uh, descriptive word of the existence. Because you were talking about that, okay. and like yesterday, people don't seem to understand the meaning of the word until it is actually put right in front of them. Mm. And were you going for the uh, mayor of Albuquerque? And by the way, I was wearing your T-shirt at a uh, Estate sale today. And Thank I you very much, sir. I appreciate the advertisement. Uh, that's certainly nice. Go ahead. I always appreciate being able to put your stuff in the window, on my back, whatever. Wow. And that's real fandom. It, that's great. I I don't mind that you uh, call me weird names and try to tear me up. Oh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not this, trying to tear I literally gave you a genuine comment. Uh <laughs> And if anybody actually, it. so if you actually know me, uh, it's rare that I am sarcastic. You won't find much sarcasm in me. I'm, I'm pretty straight. I, I, so my kids, can I share a story with you really quick? My kids have a difficult sure. time. They don't understand sarcasm. And there's a reason for that uh, because I don't want them. So what's really important for me, so this is a, a nuance. I, I don't know how much I should actually share this, but it's a little secret. If you want your children to be well-mannered, Teach them to not be sarcastic. Tell them to say what they mean, mean what they say, and be direct about things. So my kids are having a very hard time with other kids who are sarcastic. They don't understand sarcasm. Um, And uh, it makes it difficult uh, for them because they don't get things. Um, But uh, that that comes uh, when, and this is a part of what Democrats do because they like to create and divide and create little, you know, groups. And when you don't get a, the butt of a joke, it's because you're not included in a particular type of, you know, club. It, it, I consider sarcasm almost a sort of uh, a form of hazing. So if I'm able to be sarcastic, it is because we listen to the Kiva and we are fans of the Kiva. And you know what Eddie is talking about or Dowd is talking about or Rebecca is talking about uh, with regards to the Kiva because you're here every day. But if you don't get the joke, then it sort of leaves everybody else out. So I think sarcasm is a form of creating uh, boundaries and borders and fences and uh, forcing people out. So um, believe it or not, uh, uh, Dictionary Dave, I'm not oftentimes sarcastic with you. I do like to come up with different names for you because I like to include you and make you feel special because you dedicate such an an unbelievable amount of time to our radio uh, radio show. I'm honored to be able to do so. I appreciate it. I, I grew up on sarcasm. I 
grew up on watching MASH and other stuff, mm-hmm. I'd be able to throw out all kinds of bizarre stuff people wouldn't get, and they'd be like, Elderly? Great? What? Dave, I don't understand what you're saying. What he's trying to tell you, Dave, is we love you, man. Yeah. Dictionary, Dave. I will. way of slapping you on the ass and say, uh, get in there. Get, get on the field. I appreciate it. Uh, I will read to Dictionary, Dave, what uh, a quote from the Daily Blast the other day, Eddie, and I really love this sure. quote from a communication specialist named Deborah Tannen, who I don't think is any kind of conservative or libertarian. But yeah, if you're calling yourself a communication specialist, there's a chance you might not be. That's true. Uh, and she, she's actually done good work on uh, how men and women communicate. Uh, and this is a really good quote from one of her books. Uh, a mutual friend of ours gave me uh, uh, once, Eddie. Uh, Many men and some women regard being able to fight, argue, or insult each other as a sign of closeness precisely because it is generally unacceptable to behave this way. It's a kind of rule of breaking rules. The fact that people agree to break the standard rules of polite behavior shows that they have a special relationship, a fine rapport. This mm. is just one of many functions that disagreement, fighting, and opposition can serve in human relations. I really love that. I do too. That's I think great. that is exact. I think that's spot on. Yeah. Uh, to construct that uh, thought pattern and I think give people that level of understanding, I think is absolutely amazing. Uh, say it one more time. So let's think. Let's be mindful of sarcasm for a moment. And then let's read this statement once again. And let's think about how people rib each other, right? Uh, humor. There's truth in humor. Right? Ridicule is one of those things that's a little bit different. And I can do that on a sort of grander scale so that people will understand. But uh, let's state that one more time because uh, I think uh, that level of understanding is is really poetic. Let's uh, let, Let's do that again. Yeah, and, and Eddie, it's interesting because I come from the Northeast. We're very sarcastic. We're very kind of aggressive. I also come from an Irish Catholic background. We're very uh, <clears throat> sarcastic. Uh, so I and I have my own little Asperger's issue in my brain. So I'm particularly sensitive to this because a lot of time, a lot of times, I will convey a message that is not received because people don't understand the way I'm, I'm coming at them. Most sure. of the time, it's coming from this. And I've tried to explain to people over the years if I'm insulting you. Like most Irish, it means I like you, because if we don't like a person, we just ignore them. You know, like yeah. the Borg, we just walk around you. You know, we just, <laughs> if, 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 we, if we like you, that means we think enough about you in order to ridicule you. So it's, it means you're kind of in the club, and, and we expect it to come back our way, too, and we're not angry about it. So uh, this is a woman named Deborah Tannen, T-A-N-N-E-N. She's written a whole bunch of books about communication, being able to better communicate, and, and the quote is this. Many men and some women regard being able to fight, argue, or insult each other as a sign of closeness precisely because it is generally unacceptable to behave this way. It's a kind of rule of breaking rules. The fact that people agree to break the standard rules of polite behavior shows that they have a special relationship a fine rapport. This is just one of many functions that disagreement, fighting, and opposition can serve in human relations. I like that a lot. I think that's uh, that's spot on. You know, you got to be on the inside to get the joke. And I almost feel like uh, that's uh, the essence of a program back in the 1990s called Seinfeld was all about. Uh, oh, I love like, that uh, You were on the inside with them. You understood what it was. And, you know, a show about nothing became uh, good people that you 
well, not so good people that you hung out, but uh, it was <laughs> right. I think am, am, I think I'm, we're all hitting on something here. Would yeah. You, would you say? Yeah. Totally. Five fifty fifty five hundred. Let's uh, race through some things. Dowd, we only have nine of your precious minutes before we get to uh, Friday's program. New commercial urging voters to say yes to the New Mexico United Stadium. Hard to believe that uh, you got to press uh, so hard for a company, company, private investment company, and the New Mexico United that is spending only $30 million over the next 25 years. $10 million initial investment, $800K a year for the next 25 years. And um, they're not buying their own stadium, uh, Dowd. They've got to go ahead and use. Remember, this is a company that's already received a substantial amount of money. From the state of New Mexico, I don't believe there's any Hispanic ownership in any of this. I'm uh, wondering to their own woke ways. Yes. Lives matter. I don't believe that they have minority ownership. Do they have any female executives at the top of the company? uh, Ownership of New Mexico United consists of, uh, let's see, let's let's get to this. Ownership of N New Mexico. You're probably ahead of me. I can hear, hear it already. United is... There it is. Uh, Peter Trevesiani, Troy. Uh, no, no, we don't have that. The uh, ownership, New Mexico United, uh, a graduate of Boston College, Columbia University. I like how they sell that, uh, the elitist uh, uh, trap from that uh, Peter Trevesiani. He made his money with, if I'm not mistaken, as I pointed out, uh, Thornburg. Connected Thornburg, to, yep. yep. Um, yeah, well, oh, man, it's a, it's a who's who of uh, white people that are right there. <laughs> We've got Ben Spencer, Devon Sandoval. Uh, who's a player? Uh, these are just uh, that's not the ownership. Let's see, who else do we have? Yeah, I mean the the whole the whole setup there. There's Tim Keller on front and center. I mean, uh, when you look at this, there's no minority ownership as far as I can tell from the New Mexico United doubt. Uh, Jason Harrington, Ben yeah, Spencer, good guy. I loved I love Jason. Uh, he was a, a good guy. I went to high school with. I was very close with him. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say with him. He's just a business guy. So I, I think he's one of those guys I would definitely leave out of uh, any of this stuff. He's, he's involved, but he's out to make a buck. Uh, and he looks at a good investment. And, you know, I've certainly advised him as a friend. I like him. Um, no problem with him, but Travestiani, Harrington, who else? Uh, we do have a name, uh, Ed Garcia, the Garcia family of companies. Oh, okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. I like, I like, like, I like a little bit of that. But, but Ian McKinnon, Eddie, this is as bad as Ian McKinnon. Ian McKinnon, he's the founding partner of Sandia Holdings, and of course, the uh, Sandia Holdings LLC, as we all might imagine, is based in. Greenwich, Connecticut. <laughs> uh, and anybody else involved in that whole thing? Uh, Team 8, a sports management company. I'll, I'll do some digging on them. Okay, good. I think it's uh, important to that. So here we are, new commercial urging voters to say yes to New Mexico United Stadium. Uh, public-private partnership. Of course, they're going to be pushing that. It's unnecessary, folks. Uh, I have to tell you, if it is something that's lucrative, the USL has only been around for 11 years. We certainly want them to be successful. We're not rooting against them. We're rooting for them. Um, but uh, it is a political arm of Michelle Lujan Grisham at this point, and certainly Tim Keller, as you see, Mayor Tim Keller at the front and center of that. You know, the Mexico United, it needs to be re- uh, reminded to everybody that uh, really came in along with Tim Keller's um, uh, mayorship, I think it's uh, fair to say. So I think it's uh, just something that's a, a bit too woke for me for us to go ahead and dedicate any public monies uh, at this point. The Duke City Gladiators, uh, despite not being as, uh, quote-unquote, lucrative in terms of their attendance, certainly has, hasn't had the uh, support of 
media, uh, the community, and the push that's uh, come, everything seems to be New Mexico United. We do know that the Duke City, Duke City Gladiators have been a little bit more successful with two championships, uh, if I'm not mistaken, D-Dunn Musk. Uh, I, Musk, I think we need to go ahead and reward uh, the Duke City Gladiators uh, instead of New Mexico United. You've been you've been making this point for a while, Eddie. Um, and, and just while you were talking, Team Eight Sports Management is based okay. in uh, Ohio, and it has an a, a, a an office in New York City. And a, another local people making good from the New Mexico United. Yeah, Eddie, there is something in Ohio. Um, yeah, I guess supposed, <laughs> supposedly. So there we go. Uh, more stuff from the uh, blast from this morning. We've got. Uh, City UNM working to create tax district for the South Campus area uh, for a shrinking student population, Dowd. Why do we have an uh, additional tax district for the South Campus area? Ah, your guess is as good as mine, Eddie. It, it, it just sure does seem a lot of Albuquerque area development uh, in the last just few weeks or even, well, really a few weeks. A lot of these announcements are coming out about stadiums and housing and expanding the, the Southern Campus for UNM. I don't know. It's almost like an incumbent politician is trying to buy votes or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think so. Another uh, buy vote thing for uh, 2022 is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. They're actually uh, going to take you off the gravy train of the federal government. But we're going to increase your Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program on the state government. This is starting tomorrow. Manana, 539K uh, of the uh, people here in the state of New Mexico will now qualify for the additional subsidy that is going to be starting tomorrow. They will see at least $40 more in their SNAP accounts. And uh, that's no small feat uh, when you're uh, going against uh, that. That's a, you know, five to 10% increase uh, depending upon uh, what you're receiving. Down. Yeah. I mean, you're a single mom, you got two kids, you're going to get $658 a month. You're going to get a $42 a month bump for your food stamps, you know, $658, you know, you can't live on that a month, but you throw in Section 8 housing, you throw in free health care with Medicaid, uh, you throw in all these other subsidy programs, you know, it's not too bad. Why, why bother going back to work? Well, you punish one group and uh, you've got another, and that is students at the University of New Mexico now being threatened with expulsion for being unvaccinated. We have uh, uh, advised one student yesterday who called in Seventy uh, percent of New Mexicans, uh, 18 and over, according to the data, uh, are fully uh, vaccinated uh, at this point. But this is part of the University of New Mexico's policy for having all students inoculated. Not so in Texas, not so in Utah, not so in Arizona, but New Mexico. I guess they want to go ahead and drive students out. Uh, your thoughts on this? Uh, I, you know, I just I, I, I lose my hat as a policy analyst when you have a young man like Daniel call yesterday who's just exasperated and and. Uh, Boy, uh, what is there to say, Eddie? This is just pure thuggery. We know that younger people have next to no risk from this, and um, we're just under under MLG and disgrace Fauciism. It is bad. Uh, people are moving to other states, folks. They don't like the tyrannical um, impact of Michelle Lujan Grisham. She's nowhere to be found. Did she celebrate a honeymoon all September? Or what, what, what exactly happened? Yeah, we haven't heard much from MLG lately. Not, when's the last time she actually had a uh, presser? I think it was probably early, mid-August at best. Right, and those aren't real press conferences because they're all virtual and she only gets questions yeah. from media that are friendly to her. Yeah, Yeah. well, and, and not to mention we have a health secretary who's not a health secretary. He's uh, some sort of family doctor uh, that's out there. Dad, we'll look for your uh, piece tomorrow at rockoftalk.chat. 
We'll sign up for it as well. What is that uh, piece that we're looking at? Uh, The head of the New Mexico Pediatric Society, as we've seen with so many other healthcare leaders, she's more of an ideologue than someone who's interested in science, and you're going to learn all about her tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. We're going to get to know who she is, what her name is, and you get to call her out all by being a member at rockoftalk.chat. As easy as 15 cents a day, you're on board and getting the information at uh, 4 a.m. in the morning. Dow, thanks for being here. I know you got to run at uh, 645. We got uh, Rebecca here in studio. Rebecca, I know that uh, you've been hearing a lot about people organizing out there and uh, people getting out. I know that it seems like it's died down since Backstreet Grill. No, As, uh, no, it's 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 increased. <laughs> we have protests coming up tomorrow and Saturday. Okay, tell us what's going on out there. Okay, so tomorrow uh, they're having a protest between four to seven p.m. standing together to oppose mandatory COVID nineteen vaccines. They're asking you to bring your signs, bring your family, bring your American flags. It's going to be at the corner of Coors Boulevard and Coors Bypass Boulevard near Cottonwood oh, nice. Mall. And would you mind being out there tomorrow and calling directly in and giving us a play-by-play during our 4 o'clock show, show tomorrow? Not at all. All right, that'll be and good. Then, uh, and then on Saturday, uh, they're going to have a vaccine mandate protest, and that one is going to be um, uh, on Louisiana Boulevard near Coronado Mall, and that's going on between 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So show up, bring your signs, bring your family, bring your bullhorns, uh, make a lot of noise. Uh, let's show them we're not going to take this laying down. We aren't going to take it laying down. No, we're and, not. Uh, Saturday, we've got uh, uh, an important gathering, 7 a.m., as we have uh, told you over at RPNM. Uh, Rebecca did, what, 700-plus calls for Around the Around 720, of I think, today. Good. Yeah. And yeah. that's exciting because we got to you know, change, make the shift uh, here in the, uh, the city. We're going to have breakfast. You guys are going to have burritos. Little OJ, a little coffee, a little fun, and uh, a lot of palm cards, as well as plenty of swag. We'll have hats, we'll have shirts, and uh, we'll get you out and uh, on your way. So then, uh, certainly looking uh, forward to that. I know you've been working on a show for some time, uh, Rebecca, and uh, we're not going to be able to have it on Saturday, but uh, don't fear, uh, Rebecca will be back uh, with me uh, in the morning, just as soon as we possibly can. But we got to work. I've put together something amazing, and I probably need a little more time to to polish it up. So when we come back and do our Saturday show, I've got something really good. All right, a quick read of all the news. Los Alamos National Laboratory sue over the vaccine mandate. Three dozen employees, as we stated before, uh, uh, actually feel that the lab does not have the authority to compel them to get inoculated. We'll be keeping an eye on that. New Mexico to start offering Pfizer booster shots. Uh, this is uh, coming from providers who are prioritizing New Mexicans in the highest risk categories and they're looking for the Pfizer Biotech COVID-19 vaccine six months after completing their biotech primary series. They're rolling it out here in the state of New Mexico. Local doctors seeing a decrease in vaccination among children. I don't even know that we've started to vaccinate children at this point. I'm not sure why we're putting that out there, but uh, there you go. Grant's mayor, anti-vax tirade derails military and veterans affairs meeting. I'm not sure why they continue to uh, try to um, terrorize Mayor Martin Modi Hicks. Uh, I think he's on the right side of the argument. He may not have the best style, but uh, he certainly is uh, contributing the best substance uh, to a city that is 70 miles to the west of Albuquerque. We'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Um, In the Las Vegas area, 
That would be the Meadows in New Mexico. Mayor Louis Trujillo on Wednesday issued an executive order recommending that masks be worn if attending an outdoor event where social distancing is impossible. Uh, the stupidity continues in some of the poorest communities. Certainly Las Vegas and Mora is certainly one of those uh, places we've got to be improving. And I don't mean the population. I mean the people who are running it. So I want to clarify that. So before you think that I'm uh, calling all people of Mora and Las Vegas stupid, I'm not saying that. Las Vegas mayor uh, is uh, suggesting to all people in a sparsely populated area and declining population that everybody wear their masks. Uh, lunacy. Yeah, complete and total lunacy. A uh, letter coming from uh, the University of New Mexico. Why isn't the University of New Mexico requiring high school students on campus to be vaccinated? <laughs> because they're not university students. Wow. Uh, do we really have to go in that direction? <laughs> Who enforces the mask mandates uh, in New Mexico? Uh, we've got uh, a write-up coming from the Sierra County Sun. Also in Sierra County, you notice that uh, it was one Coy Griffin who did not get removed from office. Good I'm for not, him. I'm not surprised to see that. Given, I like Coy. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. He's a little bit out there, but uh, overall a pretty good guy. Some of my best friends are really out there. Uh, yes, they are. I would agree <laughs> with that. Uh, no doubt about it uh, there, Rebecca. Albuquerque Police Department, shy of 1,100 officers for 2021. Let me tell you how shy they are of 1,100. They're only at 896 officers as of this AM, and that includes all officers. This is complete and total bluster. Uh, this is not even real. And uh, shame on you, KOAT, who I will uh, uh, warmly receive tomorrow uh, at a small event to meet Doug Fernandez. I'm excited about that. I get to meet uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, Doug Fernandez, for a quick interview. But, uh, yeah, they're about uh, 204 people short, uh, patrol officers short, or police officers short of getting there. Uh, suspects, did you read this? Suspects shooting man and a dog who are out for a walk. Did you see this? They shot the dog, too? Yeah. Wow. According to the complaint, 22-year-old Javier Marquez killed Sean Lynch in the middle of the day last week. They also told investigators that Lynch and his dog, Yasika, were walking down Kentucky Street in the southeast side of town where the dog may have barked at Marquez who was sitting in his truck. The witness said Marquez got out and started yelling at Lynch and Jessica. Marquez then reportedly pulled a handgun, 9mm, and shot Jessica point blank. The complaint then said that Lynch was furious and started cursing at Marquez. That's when he reportedly turned the gun on Lynch and shooting him in the head. Wow. Wow. You don't prosecute the least of these crimes, you get stuff like that. Keller Top Dems Buck Mandate spotted maskless uh, at the indoor wedding reception. Uh, that is, of course, shared by 40 shares uh, himself. According to the post on Facebook from uh, Berlin County City uh, Clerk, Linda Stover, Mayor Tim Keller, who's been wearing his mask all week long at the two debates that I've been at, was spotted with her and others at a maskless indoor wedding reception of Crystal Martinez Ibarra. And Sean Pena, a graphic designer. Uh, Sean Pena is the daughter of Clarissa Pena. Frequent drive-by shootings in the Southwest. And the Albuquerque forces neighbors out. This according to KOB. Five drive-by shootings. KOB uh, first brought the story to you last week. They stated, quote-unquote, we're very tired. We're not able to sleep at night. Once we get woken up by the shootings, then we can't go back to sleep because we're wondering if they're going to come back again. So they have left. The neighborhood. So um, a lot of news out there. We'll be tracking all of that stuff uh, on uh, our website, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Some final words there for uh, you, Rebecca, here on this uh, 
Uh, are you going to go to the Balloon Fiesta, by the way, since you haven't been there uh, at all? I've, I've, I've literally bullied you into going to the You kind of have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> supporting our economy. <laughs> I'm bullying you into supporting our I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I'll think about it. I, 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 I think the last time I was there was actually, I think it was four years ago, if I recall. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, do you remember was, who you went with or how it went? I or? do, unfortunately. You can probably guess who it was, right? The one, no, that's, I, in, I, the one I, that's in Arizona now. The one that is yes. in Arizona. What does that mean? <laughs> My ex that is in Arizona. <laughs> oh, you're, all your exes don't live in Texas. No, that well, my exes, exes live in Arizona. In Arizona. Okay. All right. <laughs> totally fine. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're really kicking butt on the campaign, and we're getting a lot of really great people that are uh, chipping in and helping out. We have yes, a lot of people over, show up over there uh, burning up the phone lines, and uh, I think it's, it's really wonderful how we're all pulling together, and it's really, really great. I am super happy, yes. and I have to tell you that I appreciate you and everybody else who's been out there. We had a number of people who are joining on board here uh, today making calls. I'll get the final call list. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, tomorrow night and Saturday night, I'd love for you guys to show up at Kill Check. We're going to go ahead and replay and uh, have some fun, get together, celebrate our performance. Or I mean, some people would say my performance. I could not do this without you. I love you guys. You guys are my strength. You're my inspiration. You guys keep the fire burning. Uh, Rebecca knows she does. Natalie knows she does. We've got Nancy. We've got Michael. We've got absolutely everybody. And I got to tell you, if it's not for you guys and how much you guys care about the city, I couldn't care about the city. You guys are my strength. So I got to tell you. We got your back. Eddie. And uh, not only do you guys have my back, but God's got my back. And I really feel like yeah. this is a spiritual battle that we're going to go ahead and take to them. And it's one that I believe that we're going to go ahead and win. So I'd love to have you guys uh, tomorrow and Saturday night to watch the wonderful debates at the Kilcheck Brewery. Uh, we're going to be there tomorrow. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Watch the debates 24-7, rockoftalk.tv. Don't forget, you can Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud us. See you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Wow.
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.